0: Ten Drink Minimum is a proud member of the Barillas Podcasters Guild. I sold my soul to the bottle. Still none of my friends had left me yet. I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 and I've lived my life with no regrets.
1: If you're looking.
0: Welcome to a special Saturday edition of Tin Drink Minimum. Let me pull everybody in here. Uh, we have some very, very special guests on today. And let me unmute everybody. Um, of course, normally we have uh, Holly Ann. Hello. And with her is, her, is Hamster, the famous Hamster.
1: Yeah, hello <laughs> and we also
0: have Smiley. Hi, everyone. And from Bell's Brewery, we have Silas Sims. How's it going, everyone? Yeah. And from the Storehouse, New Mexico, we have Jill Beets. Everybody. Let me let me let me pull some stuff up here. I got some special special branding. There we go. So Mm -hmm. the reason it sounds like an odd pairing, we have like a brewery and then you know like like a food bank. I mean you know Silas kind of can you start it off and tell us what what's going on here what what's what's happening
2: so I mean, you know essentially, we really wanted to kind of give back to the community, you know thought about a couple of different options and really felt that you know with the uh coronavirus and you know everything kind of going on that there's a lot of people out there that are out of work or working less than they normally would, and so you know a food bank made the most sense to us and you know we were able to get on with the storehouse who's they've been amazing to work with it's been a a great partnership and you know we're basically going to be donating bells will be donating eight thousand dollars total in the state of new mexico wow. uh 5200 of that's going to go to uh the storehouse uh 1600 for the food depot in santa fe and 1200 for casa de Peregrinos Perigr- peregrinos, which is hard to say <laughs> out are. in las cruces but uh You know, (laughs) the storehouse is definitely uh, our biggest partner on this, and, you know, we're happy to do it. And we're also looking to try to get people to donate. So you'll see there the join us in giving back a little QR code down there in the bottom right. So if any time during this show uh, you have the means, please donate because we're looking to try to get, uh, you know, about uh, try to get the community to match what we've done. And if we could do that, it's going to go a long way to
0: helping people in New Mexico. I want to, I want to explain the QR code thing. Cause I know that like I used to have a QR code reader on my phone and for, for pretty much most anybody who has a, a newer smartphone, you don't have to have a QR code reader. You just open your camera and you point your camera at that, at that uh, QR code down in the lower corner. And it'll all of a sudden a link will come down. You click on that and it goes right to the donate and you can donate money. Just so for people that didn't know, because I didn't know. And someone did it, and I was like, whoa. So,
3: I had to explain it to my 90-year-old grandpa at a restaurant the other day. Well, so. I mean,
0: as you should, you <laughs> know. So we have Jill here from the, um, from the storehouse. Now, I have driven past the storehouse thousands of times i used to work mm-hmm. on broadway and for those of you who don't know the storehouse is located right off of central on broadway south of broadway south of central on broadway correct exactly
4: One, yeah 106 broadway yeah. right there it's so, about a block south
0: so tell people kind of about what the storehouse is about
4: so the storehouse has been around about 40 years and we are the state's largest food pantry so yeah. food, food banks have uh, have food and food pantries They, you know, we all work together to give food out. We give food out directly to people that come to the pantry. We're open three days a week in downtown Albuquerque. So if anybody knows folks that need food or somebody listening in has lost their job, we're open um, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday from 9 a.m. until noon. They can come by, they get a big box of food. Um, We used to do like grocery shopping, but during COVID we can't really do that. So. They get a big box of non-perishable food, as well as meats and dairy, and a big bag of produce as well. They leave with a good cart full of stuff, and um, people can come one time a month, and it's well worth their trip and well worth you know coming to wait if you need food.
0: Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, um,
4: we think about fifty thousand people a year, and I think we're so happy to be involved in this partnership. I don't know if people realize one in four kids in New Mexico is going hungry, and that was before the pandemic. That was before we started seeing new faces, and so this kind of thing is super important to our community, um, just because lots of people are going hungry. Yeah, and I, I think people who haven't experienced it don't under don't understand how many people.
0: I mean, how so? How does the storehouse uh, normally operate? I mean, right now, you know, y- you have. People like Bells that are giving money. I mean, what is the normal way that you guys get money or, or, or food? How, how does that work?
4: Um, well, we get food donations a lot from Albertsons Market, which um, they're one of our sort of partners in this as well because oh, wow. they are um, a distributor of, um, of Bells Brew. Um, but they, um, they give us about a third of our food. Um, we get food through grants, uh, through civic organizations, and we run largely on volunteer there's only a handful of people that actually work as paid staff at the at the pantry and everybody else is a volunteer. And we are highly dependent on donations. That's where we get most of our operating dollars and we use them very wisely. And we just got our audit actually recently and we're ninety seven cents of every dollar actually goes to feeding people. So if that's, we use our money very wisely.
0: That's awesome. Because usually like you hear these stories about you know, you donate to something, and only ten percent actually goes to the actual cost. Right, you're paying
4: a boatload of people, or they're they're spending a lot of money raising awareness. We're really spending nearly all of our money just making sure people have food. Yeah. And if you ever came down and saw how much food people were getting, you would realize that's how that's how we operate. Oh. And you know, that's the most important thing that we do.
0: Nice. It's like I always, I always assumed it was like that uh, where I'm going to a show at Launchpad and they're like, if you bring a couple of cans of food, you get in for less money. And I was like, oh, nice. So I figured that No, well, <laughs>
4: Yeah, and a lot of organizations do have food drives for us. If people want to um, have a food drive, they can do it virtually or they can actually get a bin. They can do both. Our website has the capacity to host your own fundraiser or virtual food drive if you yeah. want to. Um, we're at Storehouse NM org, And you can also click on the Bells Brewery link there um, if you just go straight to the website to give to the Bells campaign.
0: Nice. That's very cool, man. I totally dig that. So, I mean, what is something that you, you think people don't know about the storehouse or about food pantries that that would maybe surprise them or would, you know, other than what we've already said?
4: You know, I think... Um, the profound need in our community unless unless a family has been really open with you about their struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that about 16% of the people in our community are wondering where their next meal comes from. Yeah. You know somebody that's going hungry more than likely. Right. And I, I think I'm, the only situation I can think of that was really surprising even to me, um, having worked with the storehouse for six years, I was there and, and took a bunch of friends to volunteer down there. Um, and this was immediately before the pandemic started so people were grocery shopping and we were giving that day the civic group happened to be giving out some toys to the little children there was a kid who was about four and he came up and he was talking to us and he's holding this tigger and he's super cute and i said are you happy you got a toy today and he said absolutely he said yes yes i'm so happy and then he stopped and he said you know what's even better i said what and he said we get to eat today Mm -hmm. and i my heart sank. I was like, oh my God. You know, when I was was four, I was not thinking about where my family was getting food and I was not in a position where I was going without food. And that just really struck me. I mean, when children come in and they are jumping up and down because we have leftover sandwiches from APS to give out when they're actually there getting their canned food and they're that's the first thing they've eaten today and they're jumping around and dancing and so happy. You're just like, Wow. I mean, the need is really profound here in New Mexico. Wow.
0: Yeah, I, I just posted a thing right there. One in four children in New Mexico do not have enough to eat. That is astounding.
4: That, I mean, it's like we're a third world country or something. I mean, those, st- those <laughs> statistics are really bad. But together, like we can make a big difference. Every dollar you donate, we can turn into five meals. Yeah. And that's true. And a, lot, a lot of people doubt that stat. But we buy our food wholesale for 19 cents a pound. Wow. So we can we can provide five meals with a dollar. And that's it really
0: goes a long way with us. Wow, that's crazy! And, and like you said, you you know, we live in the United States, but it's almost like we are you know we're vastly becoming a third world country. Which you know, not to get into pull politics or anything, but that that that's just. I mean, I feel like so many people don't realize that that's a thing. You know, and social. Well, it we
4: affects you know. children for a long time, right? If you don't take care of our little ones, what happens is. You know they they experience more delays at school they experience like you can't focus when you're hungry no. and you don't do as well and you get sick more often right so what happens is those kids miss more school they can't focus they're having trouble they fall behind and it's it's my feeling that they're the children that end up being the 30 percent of people that don't graduate right and the cycle perpetuates itself wow. right? you end up if you can't graduate you don't get a good job you don't you don't get out of that situation i think honestly You know, and a lot of the things that it's really proven that if you, as a family, if you have a family and you gather daily to eat together, it immunizes people against um, drug use, they're better in school, their health is better, and they're less likely to commit crimes. And it's like all the things that are a problem in New Mexico, I feel like stem back from hunger, like especially in children. And I really feel like we could make such a big difference just tackling that one issue especially today. I mean, so many people like Silas that are going without jobs, and we're seeing so many faces of people that have never been to the food pantry before that lost their job this year. It's really, really important. And some of the breweries we called because they were friends of ours, and they, lots of the breweries have done fundraisers for us. And we called them and said, if your families don't have food, come get food. Send your people to get food. Wow. So, so brewers that are listening, if you've laid off a bunch of people, send people to get a box of food. A big box. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a lot of food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how has COVID affected um, you guys? Like you know, in getting donations and also in your day to day operations. You said that you know people had to come and they just pick up a box of food rather than can shop. But in what other ways has it affected things?
4: Well, I mean, we're being a lot more human ever as the we stand. We've sterilized everything. We have a lot more supplies we've had to buy. You know, gloves and more cleaning stuff and masks and, you know, shields for our front counter, all those kind of things that we have to have. We're New Mexico safe certified and we work to that, you know, because we want to make sure we continue to provide food this week, um, the food pantry in Santa Fe had to close because they had some cases. You guys know that there's grocery stores around the state that have closed and our people are are in true need, So we really enforce the mask wearing and making sure people are safe. But um, so that's been a big thing. and A lot of extra expenses there. People were very, very generous, like in March that helped cover a lot of those expenses, Um, but those expenses are continuing. Right. And so we're going through a lot of money Mm -hmm. every month paying for those things as well as paying for We never had to pay for boxes before because we just stocked our shelves and people picked out what they wanted and now we're pre-packing. So we need more volunteer help. We need, I mean, we need more of everything to run things the way we're having to do. And that's for the foreseeable future. We're going to have to do that.
0: Wow. So it's kind of, so I mean, on top of like, you know, getting donations and food, you now have to also buy, you know, all the, the PPE stuff. So Mm -hmm. on top of that, Wow, right. That's that's awful. So, solid, so a yeah. lot of
4: additional expense and a lot of new people coming. I mean, every every food org- every hunger organization in New Mexico is seeing more people. I mean, the unemployment rate is crazy right now. Yeah, it is. So, so I have a question, Jill. Mm-hmm? Um, yeah.
3: Is there a place where people can find more information about volunteering with your organization? Just go to your website and there will be information there.
4: Yes, there is, and they can also, like, of course I should have. No, <laughs> I have just the number on my phone. It's, um, they should call 842-6491, and that will get them to the pantry itself. We are, it's like, we can't have, like, a big group of people, and we're looking for people that are not, like, in the high-risk categories, too, because, you know, you've got to come. We're also looking for people that want to make a commitment to come more than once because we make it a practice to educate people about you know what we're doing and how we rotate food and how we pack things and to if you're going to come for an hour they're probably not going to let you come right because it's by the time they took your temperature and made you do the covid symptom survey and they showed you around and showed you what to do your hour would be up and then we didn't get any work out of you and we took up somebody's time to do that so we're looking for people that are committed who are going to come at least for like or four hours and do it a couple of times a month at least so they begin to know what they're doing because we have to limit the number of people in the building we're trying to make sure that those that do come are really committed and then we used to have like a volunteer thing you signed up on our website we could have groups of 75 people come in and find something for them to do but now since we're limiting people they are scheduling people to come certain times but you can let um, the management team know when you can come when you'd be available you can come during actual food distribution days, but we, the staff is actually there packing boxes almost every day of the week. So.
3: Okay. Awesome.
5: If, mm-hmm. uh, so my, my company deals, I get a lot of packages and boxes every day. Can we bring you boxes? Um, big enough boxes to put a good amount of food in, but could we bring them to you? Um, you would have to be kind of more?
4: standard size boxes? I know it sounds crazy, but if you have like people coming and you're, you're trying to make it so that Everybody's getting similar food, you know what I mean? When you have different size boxes and sometimes things don't fit. And we tried that initially. We were getting leftover boxes from different companies and it didn't work super well because we also have to be able to palletize things. When you have 200 people coming in three hours, everything has to be kind of palletized and ready to go. And so those uniform size boxes really did make a difference for us. I really appreciate it. And we, trust me, we went that route for about the first six weeks and realized it just didn't work for the volume of people that we have to support
0: okay so silas what what uh what was the catalyst to get bells brewing to 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 start to do this program or to help out with with donating money to new mexico uh, food pantries
2: well i mean i just i kind of put together a plan i mean obviously with coronavirus going throughout the country. I mean, we, we ended up, we had a lot of budget left over because we weren't spending, we weren't doing events, we weren't doing this, we weren't doing that. So, you know, I was like, well, what can we what can we do with this that's, you know, going to make an impact? That's going to be, you know, good for the community, you know, get the Bell's name out there a little bit more. I mean, everything in between. And, you know, I just kind of put together a proposal, sent it to my uh, boss within one day. He said, yep, let's pres- present it to the... Uh, west coast uh, operations sales manager and we had a call online for about an hour and he mm-hmm. said yep i'm gonna run it up to the flagpole to the vp of sales and within that week they were like yep everything's approved go for it that's great so um and then we were yes. just kind of talking with uh you know albertson's markets and and they were saying hey you know the the storehouse is such a great you know great food pantry and you know the we think you guys should try to support them, and, and I said, hey, you know, let me do a little research. I looked into it a bit, and I was like,
0: I'm sold. Let's do it. Nice. So tell people where, where they can find, the uh, posters and stands and places where they can scan the QR code to donate. Where where would they find that stuff? So our biggest
2: partners are going to be, you know, Albertsons Market. So at all 17 stores, uh, they will have displays. Um, we're also going to have some huge displays at the Total Wine and More stores. Those won't go up till about uh, Wednesday after December starts, um, but they're going to be the big, huge beer bar displays. So there's going to be tons of tons of good stuff there, and the and the banners are going to actually be nine feet by three feet. Wow! So they're going to be huge. So people will not miss them. Cool. Um, and then we also have some Kellys are going to be involved. Uh, I think Jubilation is going to be hanging a poster, and you know, I haven't heard everybody yet, but quite a bit. I think uh, John Brooks is in, so you know we got quite a few people that are into putting these out there. But they will kind of, will know more and more about which ones are involved as the uh, as the program starts and as things kind of get rolling next week. So
0: yeah, and if people want to donate and go ahead and donate now, they can go to tendringminimum.com. We have a poster on there, and they can scan the QR code uh, even after this show, and they can donate. Um, so there's that. Um, so this is running until December 31st, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, cool. Uh, Jill, is there anything else you you, th- you want to uh, say about uh, this program? We're
4: just, we're just super – thank you so much for having us on, and uh, thank you so much to Bellsbury for yeah. helping us feed it. The posters do look like – they say feed your like, – Food in your neighborhood. I'm probably getting it wrong. But no, no, hold on, hold
2: on. <laughs> give me a second. Yeah,
4: I mean I'm kinda of feeding late. your
2: backyard. Yeah. Feeding
4: your backyard, right? So we're feeding people here in New Mexico, your money's staying here. You can see the poster easily. It's like you know, our our turquoise color, the box of food on it. You'll you'll know what it's all about. It's gonna st- kick off tomorrow, you know. So if you're going to buy some Bells Bellsbury beer for your uh drinks giving celebration yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> Thanksgiving also, <laughs> yeah. like any holiday party, even though we're doing it, you know, socially distanced, you can still get together um, with friends and let them know about it and do a, like a virtual awesome. virtual fundraiser drinking party, you know, anything like that. And it goes through the end of the year. We, we just appreciate everybody that's supporting it and supporting Bellsbury for helping feed, feed hungry families. That's what we're about. Well,
0: I, I just want to say, as as a citizen of uh, of uh, Albuquerque in New Mexico, we thank you for everything you guys do for the people here who who can't who 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 don't know where the next meal is coming from. And uh, you know, I, I read an article by the you know that new paper called the paper, and they said that there's an estimate <laughs> of about fifteen hundred people downtown that are homeless. So I mean, these are definitely things that we that are you know not not a need, but they're critical. Like it's critical. Yeah. We're we're at critical mass right now, and it's like. You know every little bit of money I, mean, I know not everybody has money right now but if you have you know it, it, there are you can go on the i i donated you, you scan the qr code and you know there are you know delineations of money but you can hit other and you can donate five dollars you can donate ten dollars you know a- anything anything like she said one dollar can ha- feed how many people five meals five meals wow.
4: makes a big wow. big difference big difference
0: so thank you jill for coming on uh we appreciate everything you do and uh you know, if there's any any more that we can do for you, definitely let us know. So.
4: Yeah, I'm happy to come on anytime. time. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I guess I'm, I'm going to drink beer because I didn't realize everybody was doing that.
0: Oh, I me neither. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, I didn't know that was a thing. I was like, I have cold beer right here. <laughs> <laughs> I like guys. drinking.
0: <laughs> cool. I do. I do. All right. Well,
4: happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. and Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having
0: fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank Thanks, Jill. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye
1: bye.
3: Uh, I also wanted to mention so I sell resin, and when this whole thing came up, I decided so on top of donating uh, directly through the QR code, if anybody buys anything from my store, I am donating um, at least a dollar of every little piece that I sell until December 31st. To oh, nice. Me. So. Thank you. Of course. I mean a dollar feeds five people. That's,
0: right. crazy. that's crazy.
3: I need mean, to exactly. learn how to budget
6: like that. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure it's <laughs> not just five packets of ramen. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. No. Nope. I could kind of do that too.
2: Yeah. Five for a dollar,
6: <laughs> that's what ramen costs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they serve a little bit better than that. I'm so. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is uh, uh, not a magic you know, yeah. trick. Is uh Monica joining? Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Monica. Yeah, she can click. Yeah, click
2: she just has to click in there, I and yeah. A
3: wrong day to have my husband on the show because uh, now he's wondering why I can't feed our family of three for a dollar every day. So yeah, um,
0: add some questions.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even for the rest of the show, we're going to keep the uh, QR code up so people can scan that and donate money to the storehouse. So now we're gonna get into the into the beer portion of the show. Uh, so we've uh, added Monica Mondragon, the Mondragon. She is uh, a beer scientist, is that right?
7: Uh, yeah. That's a good way to put it.
0: <laughs> She's she does she does science for beer. That's like that's like a dream job. Wait a minute. You're all kids, stay in school. Study science, and you can do beer science.
7: Yes, absolutely. Nice.
0: So, welcome. Um, let's talk about Bell's for a sec, uh, Silas. So, for those people who are, you know, introverted and don't go out and don't know what Bell's Brewing is, kind of tell people what Bell's Brewing is. So, uh,
2: Monica. Monica, just mute.
0: Oh, I'm gonna mute Monica because it'll echo. I think. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's feeding.
2: <laughs> that's fine um but yeah i mean you know we're we started out much like most of the local breweries here you know uh started out and originally larry bell who is the owner uh Mm -hmm. started in 83 with a uh company that was called uh, kalamazoo brewing supply company he was basically going to chicago Mm -hmm. and picking up homebrew supplies because nobody had them in kalamazoo bringing them to kalamazoo and trying to sell the homebrew supplies uh, but in '85, he started realizing people weren't coming by to buy his homebrew supplies anymore. They were coming to buy his to uh, drink his beer, oh. to try his beer. So he's like, <laughs> "Okay, well, you know, if uh, everybody wants to keep trying the beer, let's go ahead and just make it a brewery." So Bell's was actually founded in '85. Oh wow! And started on a 15-gallon soup pot in an old gas <laughs> station.
0: <laughs> oh dang! I-
2: So, yeah, yeah, started just like a lot of the local companies here, you know. And (laughs) in the early days, uh, you know, he was delivering his own beer. He was selling his own beer. He was doing all the different things. And it's one thing I always try to pay respect to some of the older breweries because, you know, they were the trailblazers. You know, Mm -hmm. nobody would let these craft breweries into supermarkets or into stores, you know, at that time. And if it wasn't for the Sierra Nevadas, the Bells, you know. Those types of companies, you know, we wouldn't have the craft scene that we have today. But yeah, so he, you know, just kept on plugging away and through the great quality of our beer. You know, today we're actually producing almost 500,000 barrels a year, uh, which is a ton of beer. I yeah. think, you know, probably the largest people here maybe make 30,000 a year or right. around that number. Right. Um, so yeah, a lot of beer. Seventh largest craft brewery in the country, still one hundred percent independent and family owned, uh, which to me is extremely important. And uh, we just got voted the number one craft brewery in the country uh, for mm-hmm. the fourth year straight.
0: Fourth year straight uh,
2: by the Homebrewers. Yep, fourth year. Yep, by the Homebrewers Association of America. And what's really cool about that award is that's basically it's a magazine called Zymergy. And that magazine uh, is the homebrewers publication. Everybody who is a homebrewer member gets that magazine. And uh, they vote on what the best beers in America are. And, you know, Two Hearted is one number one for the four four years straight. Uh, we did also have two in the top 10 this year, which the second one is Hop Slam, which is our big double IPA with honey. And that one comes out in January. So it's just around the corner. Wow. But,
0: uh, yeah. And good stuff and So so you guys are you know you guys know how to make some beer that's what you're saying
2: Yeah we we <laughs> we we've, we've practiced and trialed and failed and and gotten things Man, nailed down
0: pretty I mean, good we That's it. that's astonishing four years in a row voted best brewery in the nation four years in a row number one beer in the nation That's unheard of I mean that is off the charts I mean you know 20 years ago okay, that would have been probably not that hard to do. But with right. the amount of brewery, you know, the brewery explosion that we've seen in, like, just the last 12 years, calling yourself the best brewery in the nation once one year would be awesome. Four years in a row? That's that's crazy.
2: And it holds a special part place in our heart because, you know, like I said, Larry started as a home brewer. So yeah. for the home brewing community to step up and – kind of you know select us as the top in the country and Mm -hmm. you know it's we're 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 humbled and and honored for sure to have that four years in a row it's it's a major accomplishment
0: and i I was looking through your, your the website there's more awards than just that i mean it's oh absolutely you know gold medals here there i mean you know i don't even i i guess they had the gabf this year i guess you had to just send it off and then it was all virtual is that correct did you guys do anything? Monica, Monica knows more about that. We'll we'll talk to her in a second. But did or go ahead, Monica. You 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 tell us all about it because you you judged. You've been a judge at the Great American Beer Festival.
7: Uh, I haven't judged at GABF specifically. Oh, you haven't. Um, okay. But this year they did. No, um, I prepare the beer that I ship ah. for my <laughs> brewing company there. <laughs> um, but we have two judges who go every year. Um, yeah. This year judging was in person but it was about a third of the judges that they normally have yeah and it was kind of over an extra additional two days to make sure that everybody was safe (laughs) but uh they just still
5: have in-person judging this year
0: wow i didn't know that very cool
5: they were still sending out vouchers for like memorabilia and um not necessarily like going out there but you know just to 20, or you know, GABF 2020. Come get your stuff. So uh, that hat
3: he's wearing right now is my least favorite hat he has, and it's a GABF hat, <laughs> and
5: he's obsessed with it. I got invited. I had. I have. It's my favorite hat. It's my favorite hat.
0: Nice. It's it's so Jason, you have to have <laughs> questions for Silas or or Monica. I mean, you have to have something.
5: Oh man, I I I really so the one of the one of the craziest things is. Went, oh, just I just started uh, making beer on my own at home brewing. And I was working for Noisy Water Winery down in Riodoso. And I worked at a, um, a bar that they had called the Hidden Tap Room. Um, and I remember when Bell's wasn't in New Mexico, uh, we had tried it, we had heard about it. We were like, I can't wait. We got a memo that, like a literally a company-wide memo that Bell's was, co- was coming to New Mexico, coming to Riodoso, And they were having a a beer takeover at um, uh, Jay's (laughs) Barbecue. And I had to... I was like, okay, well, I'm coming in late. I'm sorry. Uh, I went before my bartending shift that night. I tried one of everything. um, And then I just wanted to meet the rep that was there. And I wanted to meet, like, talk to everyone. Because I was just... I just started brewing in in Rio. So you couldn't get anything but, like, you know, um, I think but heavy was something (laughs) awesome and then every once in a while you could get a every once in a while a shipment of santa fe or a shipment of marble red or marble would come down and uh you'd be like oh my god mind blown and then bells comes in and you're just like what this is insane uh yeah yeah, and i've been a fan ever since it was
0: (laughs) awesome (laughs) Thank thank you I have, a, I have a Bell story. So uh, when I first started this show, like uh, my second co-host after my original co-host left, he was from Kalamazoo, Michigan. And he would constantly never shut his mouth about how amazing Bell's Brewery was. And he would go on and on and on and on. And every every so often his parents would come down to visit him and they would always bring two cases of Bells. And the very first Bells beer I ever had was the Oberon, which I fell in love with and is such a great beer. And, you know, he was right. I was like, holy crap, man, because, you know, everybody's like, oh, my my home state beer is much better than the beer here. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that we don't have great breweries here. Of course we do. But Bells is definitely one of the one of the great ones in the United States for sure. Up there, Sam Adams, you know all, the, all you know it's it's that level, you know, especially you know, the Oberon. I, I think the Oberon is fantastic. But that's my yeah Bell Oberon's story. definitely. Are. But you didn't bring Go me any of that. You didn't bring me any of that. So whatever, it's well, out of
2: season. It's out of season. Okay. Could have brought
0: you the mango Oberon because okay. there's okay. still some mango Oberon
2: okay. out there. I know how I know how <laughs> shit works.
0: You got that shit piled <laughs> away. It's it's hidden. I, okay, whatever.
2: Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, we just overrun's uh, Oberon's one of those special beers that we just kind of release, you know, for you know how cold it is up there in Michigan in the north area of of America. And yeah. So Oberon's kind of a celebration of summer. So it usually comes out around the twenty second through the twenty-eighth of March. <laughs> Right as spring is kind of hitting, and yeah. just everybody kind of has big, huge parties. I mean, we get, uh, we have tap houses up there, like bars that we work with, that'll put every single tap, like 12 taps of just Oberon and half barrels of Oberon, and they'll go through two or three half barrels of Oberon on each of the 12 Jeez. taps in one night, mm-hmm. just service, because it's just that big of an entity uh, when you get up to the Midwest and the East Coast areas. But, wow. You know, down here we're kind of the biggest brewery nobody's ever heard of. You know, it's 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 been interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people that are transplants from across the country know us very well, Uh, but you know, in New Mexico we got a lot of people that have you know had families uh, through centuries that have been here. You Mm -hmm. know, Uh, a lot of people kind of stay in New Mexico, so. They may not know so much about the East no. Coast or Midwest kind of breweries.
0: Well, and, and you have, you know, you definitely have, the, you know, those of us who are from New Mexico, we have that New Mexico pride. And we're like, we do. this beer's from, this beer's from New Mexico, you know. But, right. you know, I, I definitely, you know, have learned that, you know, you have to, you know, sometimes like in New Mexico, we can get kind of in a groove where everybody's making the same beer. And yeah. And, you know, and they all kind of, you know, start blending together a little bit. So it's always good to, you know, to step out and, you know, especially see a place that's, you know, if, first of all, if the home brewers say you're the best brewery in the, in the nation four years in a row, no. it's worth a shot. It's worth a try.
3: Uh, so <laughs> I want to share a, a story that happened today about Bell's Brewing. Uh, my dad's a huge beer fan. He lived in Germany for he literally applied for a job in Germany to drink beer in Germany. They don't have good beer there. Um, yeah. I, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> I've been there. And they do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's how crazy my dad is about beer. And today I got a text from my dad and he goes, so you guys are having Bell's Brewing on 10 drink today? And I said, yes, we are. And uh, I will quote, he said, man they're light-hearted is the best low-cal beer because also now he's old and he drinks low-cal beer. Um, but he loves oh. Bell's Brewing and he sent That's me a brilliant. whole paragraph about how much he loves Bell's Brewing. And then he said, I've never been more proud as a father <laughs> of my daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, a I've been,
3: been a stand-up comedian for almost six years and I've done some cool shit. And Congratulations, Holly! <laughs> thank you.
1: Yeah,
3: my dad's officially proud of me. So thank you, for Brewing.
0: <laughs> hey, happy to help. Happy to help. <laughs> my my question is for Monica. Um, so I saw—I don't know—it was a couple of years ago. You did kind of—you went over to Europe and you did kind of a beer tour. Is that right? Uh,
7: yeah. I won a scholarship through the Pink Boots Society, and I did a uh, ten-day. Brewery tour
0: through B- uh, Bavaria. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nice. You can win a scholarship to just go drink beer?
7: Yes. Man,
0: this world is getting great. <laughs> <laughs> I found out all
7: the tricks, Chris. I found out all the
0: tricks. <laughs> so, so you, I don't know if we talked about this, but that's where I learned. That, okay. So, when I was, you know, I wasn't one of those kids that, like, drank under the age of 18. I didn't do it. And I graduated from, from high school <laughs> In my senior year, we had a foreign exchange student from Germany live with us for my senior year. So the summer after I graduated high school, his parents, to repay us, flew me to Germany, and I was there for thirty days. and that's the first beer i had I'd had like shitty Budweiser before, but really, the first time I drank and got drunk was in Germany for oh, a month. That
1: set
3: the bar so high. Oh for yeah, you. yeah I remember this was in <laughs> the nineties.
0: This oh, was in I the
3: was 90s. A few months yeah. before I turned 21, and it ruined me.
0: Well, I remember moving back to the United States, and then, like, we would drink beer, and I'd be like, well, this isn't beer. This is, like, fuck <laughs> water. And I remember this is the 90s. This is the 90s. The only thing I could find that I felt was kind of like it was Shiner because this was the yeah. 90s, and we didn't really have the – you know, there wasn't – you know. So, I would love to go back again and, like, really see. So, what was the difference between, you know, craft brewing here now and going to, you know, Germany, Bavaria?
7: Well, Bavaria is specifically, mm-hmm. um, they still work under the Reinheitsgebot, uh, which is the German beer law. Mm-hmm. And so, that only really happens in the Bavarian regions of Germany. Which is, the, know,
0: which is the American, yeah. which is the American region from World War uh, II. Yeah.
7: Absolutely. Yes, we went farther at. north to Berlin, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot more what you would consider craft beer American, yeah. mm-hmm. like an American style of craft beer. So we went specifically to look at the uh, traditional brewing practices under the vote. Um And it was very good. I mean, there's good things about both, I think. Uh, but the funniest story, I went with a group of women because we it's Pink Boot Society, which is a group for women who work in beer. We all won a scholarship. And <laughs> we went to this one uh, fall festival. And they're like, be careful, ladies. Beer's strong. They're a festival oh, beer that they funny. made that they tapped. And we were like, okay, thanks for that. Like, How how strong is it? And they're like, it's 5%. <laughs> and we're like, we have people from Oscar Blues. We have somebody, uh, you know, from Avery. <laughs> so we're like, we're, we're
5: going to be fine. We're gonna be fine. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, that's that's a weird thing. Because, like, um, we used to have a lot of people who listen to this show from Australia. And they're like, yeah, we're going to send you some Australian beer so you don't think that Foster's is good. And uh, they sent me Cooper's. And it was the, like, it it... It was pretty weak, man. I was kind of shocked by how weak it was.
7: Yeah, generally, I mean, they can drink all day because mm. they're drinking 3% beer. And they, they and in Germany, you know, they do hard pour, so you've got a significant amount of head on your lager. So when yeah. you're drinking a 32-ounce liter of beer, it's not full to the top with no head on it. It's probably only about half to two thirds full, uh, and if you're going to be doing that all day, it's probably <laughs> better to have a three or four percent product.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, that. So I, I remember my German brother. He he saw us doing the show one time, and he came in, and I was drinking, and he goes, "Oh, baby beer." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: I don't know though. So I went to Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. as I. Like, so I went to Oktoberfest four months before I turned twenty-one. And I got so wasted. There was almost an international incident. Um, (laughs) It was bad. But um, Germans really embrace the culture around beer. Like It's almost like their culture is kind of based around beer. Um, And so they get so excited about their traditions and their beers and all that stuff. Um, Do you think there's a difference between German culture that's based around beer and American culture that's kind of just beginning to kind of embrace craft beer and the craft of beer?
0: Totally.
7: Uh, I think yes and no. At the same time, Uh, again... There, there is a lot of more tradition around beer culture in Germany because there were so many breweries. It's a family tradition. So yeah. a lot of the places that I visited in Bavaria were like, this is the sixth generation owner of this brewery. Or these monks have been brewing this beer since the 1200s. And yes. because the stigma is a little bit different, I think, all over Europe than it is in America with drinking mm-hmm. and drinking beer, beer in particular... In Germany beer's not separated as like a working man's drink the way that it is in the United
0: States. I saw people drink Uh, it for breakfast.
7: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So here it's like, you know, you've got your tiers of like Mm -hmm. wine and then spirits and then beer drinkers are kind of like down here in our culture. Mm -hmm. But I think that's changed a lot in the last Mm -hmm. especially six to seven years.
0: Well that's true. And don't and don't forget the age thing. Like, you know, we we have a, you know, 21, you you start drinking. In in Germany, that's not the case. They, I mean, I was in a bar, and I mean, kids are in there drinking. It's a really (laughs) odd thing. Like, you know, first of all, I was 18 in a bar drinking. And if they could see, I think most of the places, I never really got a good grasp. And, of course, this was almost 30 years ago. No one, I kept asking this. I was like, how old do you have to be to drink? And they kept saying, well, if you can see over the counter. And I was like, really? Like, what the (laughs) hell?
3: So they, in Germany, when I went, what yeah. got my mom, my old mom, <laughs> who for my whole life wouldn't drink beer, had these drinks called the Rattler, which mm-hmm. is beer. It's like mm. a Pilsner mm-hmm. and Sprite. Yeah. And they make that for six-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mom now. Loves beer. <laughs> um, it's, I had never seen it in my life. It's funny now you. Drink
0: beer. It's funny you say that because when I was there, they they don't have. I mean, they have Coca Cola, but it's really expensive because of the import. Yeah, but yeah. But they have like um, a drink they called Spitz or something like that, and yeah. it was and it was Sprite and cola mixed. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, yeah.
1: Well, it's actually
3: Fanta. Orange oh, that's what and it is. Cola. It's Fanta orange and, it's and Coke tasty. Yes. or cola. It's and, so yeah. good though,
0: but. <laughs> One thing, that I uh, and, and I had forgotten this for so long until I went to bow and arrow, and someone said, wow, bow and arrow looks like a cafeteria, and I said, no, it looks like a Hofbrauhaus, and they, they had no idea what that meant. When you're in, 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 in Germany, especially, well, I was in Bavaria, so you go to these places, and they're, they're, they, they're called houses and they look like, if you ever go to bow and arrow in Albuquerque, it, it's these long tables, and everyone mm-hmm. sits together and it's a real thing of community mm-hmm. and you sit and you drink and then you can talk amongst people and they have food yeah. and, and it's a thing. And the only place I've seen in America like that was bow and arrow and someone like made yeah. fun of it. And I was like, no, 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 that's a very German thing. It's that I saw when I was there. Well, Did when,
3: you? When you go to Oktoberfest, you're sitting back to back. That's how you're most comfortable at Oktoberfest wow. is if you sit back to back with the person sitting behind you. Yeah. And they mix families. So you're paying a shit ton of money to go out to Mm Oktoberfest. And part of the experience is meeting other families. And as an American, I was freaked out. Like, I have to touch backs with this person (laughs) that I don't know. And then I got super drunk and started singing German songs on top of the table. And you know who had my back? The guy I was sharing (laughs) my back with. Straight
0: up. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's different. It's like and I like that. But uh, so, so, when I, go ahead, go ahead.
5: Oh, I was just saying. Uh, th- and there's also like a, you know, you were you were talking about the hopper house, right? Yeah. Um. The in Colorado when we went to Great American Beer Fest, every you know all the newer breweries had like their special seating. They wanted to be different from every other brewery. So like, you it, everything looked different, right? But well, when I went to Pilsen, which is um, just a brewery. It's just called Pilsen. Um, and then um, there was there was another huge one. It's literally just a huge room mm-hmm. with just uh, classic tables going all the way across. You know, order from one end, go out on the other, and go sit with a bunch of people. And yeah. all, each of those uh, used German Pilsen uh, yeast, used all German malts, like... It would, They were. A, they advertised as a German brewery. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, they all just sat together. It was. Yeah. You know, no one was separate. That's very
3: German. Huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. So, I I, 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 could sit and talk for beer for you know ever. It's just so fun. Um, so I don't know. Uh, we're coming on the end of the first hour. So I guess like we're talking. Silas was talking that maybe Monica, you wanted to walk us through. Maybe in the second hour we'll we'll tease this. You want you want to walk us through like I don't know how to like how how to drink beer or what you need to look for when you drink beer. Is that right?
7: Yeah, it's kind of like a, a difference between drinking beer and evaluating beer, I guess. Is
0: the Ooh, I'd like to go and judge people whenever I go to their brewery. I'll be all, I'll be all. <laughs> <laughs>
7: it's <laughs> yeah. you be yeah. what you're saying oh yeah I yeah
3: and then and
0: i, then, I I've, I've I've
7: spent kind of years perspective perfecting my beard nerddom so.
0: yeah i love it and then and then on the other flip i'll have my pbr and someone's like wow i'm like what
7: <laughs> oh no i drink Courts banquet i have no problem That's with that great. Yeah. I'll, have, I'll have a bud oh. Shelly- they're the reason why we know how we know what to do they figured it out first
0: well, we'll get into that in the second hour. We'll 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 ask Silas and we'll ask Monica one of our questions that we like to ask and don't answer yet. We'll tease this for the second hour is uh what was the first beer you ever had? You know. Oh,
3: we love this question. Yeah,
0: and that's a, that we'll tease that one for the second hour. Um so let's go ahead and, you know, and start promoting everything. So once again, uh, Bells Brewing they're they're going to donate $8,000 to New Mexico Food Pantries. And here in Albuquerque alone, they're going to they're going to donate to the storehouse and you can match them. There is a QR code. Let me see if I hit this right. Uh, This direction on the lower corner of the screen, you can open your camera on your phone and it'll it'll show you a link if you if you point it at that QR code. And then you can donate money by all means. Donate. My mom did boom just donated check that out awesome yeah, Debbie. thank you if my mom can donate you guys well i mean if you, if you don't have the money i get it you know i get it i get it whatever whatever fine anyway i'm just kidding so uh uh silas w- what else can you tell people about uh bells besides you know the the do- you know the the donation anything else
2: oh I could go on for quite a while, yeah. to be honest. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's the best company I've ever worked for in my life. Yeah. Uh, they really care about people. They care about the relationships. Safety is our number one, uh, you know, company uh, quality. And and it's its true. Like, they are really, really hardcore on our safety. I mean, you know, with the quality of beer, we do 200 plus checks on every single batch of beer wow. that goes out of our our. Our warehouse and um, you know I mean we're just we're dedicated to quality in just about everything between the people that we work with the customers uh, the distributors the sales teams the, the brewing the mm-hmm. ingredients the quality of the ingredients everything in between is just we're always striving to be at you know get better at everything we do on every single corner And it really, really comes through in the beer itself when you go up and go and pick up a six-pack.
0: Well, weren't you saying something about you guys have two beers that are completely non-GMO, something like that?
2: So there are two that are certified non-GMO, and that certification is extremely expensive Mm -hmm. and extremely extremely hard to get. In fact, I think I only know of one other brewery that has one that is GMO uh, certified, which is uh, North Coast with their old Rasputin. Uh, But our Oberon and our Two-Hearted are Mm -hmm. both certified non-GMO. And we work hard. uh, We're very big on sustainability. Mm -hmm. We're very big on, you know, keeping our earth around for a while and uh, for future generations. And so, you know, anything that we can do uh, across the line, you know, if you go onto our website, bellsbeer.com, there is a sustainability tab on the bottom of the webpage that will give you an idea of, all the water treatment we do, all the different, uh, we have these things in the brewery called big ass fans (laughs) that kind of help circulate the air without having to use air conditioners and stuff like that. Uh, We also have like these really interesting tube lightings that have mirrors that kind of go in different angles throughout the tube from up top that really shines a bunch of natural light into the brewery, which lowers the amount of uh, electricity we use. Um, our brew house also has the ability to recirculate the steam to kind of uh, mitigate the amount of energy that we use to actually heat our uh, mash tun or what have you. So we have a bunch of things that we're always implementing towards, uh, and our, our, our br- head of brewers operations, uh, John Mallet is, is an evil genius and a mad genius, and everybody in the industry kind of knows him for the stuff that he's done.
0: Nice. I like that you said mash ton. I'm going to start using that. How much? A mash ton, (laughs) dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: That's been a common thing in our house forever. Nice. (laughs) So, uh,
0: Holly, Anna, Smiley, you got anything else to promote? Uh,
3: The only thing I have to promote is I am selling artwork. since I can't do comedy. Uh, I have gotten into resin art. You can follow me on holly's Under for tiny things. And um, our family decided that we could donate a dollar fifty of every piece that I sell on Holly's Tiny Things until December thirty first nice. we'll donate to the storehouse. That's um, awesome. Apparently we can we can donate five point something <laughs> meals for a dollar fifty and that's amazing. That's great. Um But, of course, also donate to all the things, too. But if you want to look for Christmas gifts, they're all handmade. You're helping a local comedian feed her family and also helping to feed five other families. So uh, check that out. That's Holly's Tiny Things on Etsy and on
6: Instagram.
0: Nice. Smiley, what do you got going?
6: Oh, uh... Just my my usual stuff. If you want to see me on uh, Midnight Texas or on The Brave, you can see that streaming on uh, Hulu or on NBC. Or if you want to check me out on Netflix right now, uh, I think Daybreak, I'm sure, is still on there. You can watch me in the background and be like, hey, I know that guy.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Normally, you can see me on this show, and this is the only podcast that I do. But it is not any longer the only podcast I do. I have, uh, there's a local podcast here in Albuquerque called What's Up ABQ. They've already done two seasons of shows and one of the co-hosts, Lindsay, she has, uh, her husband got a job and she's moving to Portland and they asked me to step in and take over as the co-host. And uh, yeah, so uh, I am the new co-host of a podcast called What's Up ABQ, where we're going to talk, where we basically talk to business owners and uh, things going on, you know, in Albuquerque. So check that out uh i am on the newest episode where they interviewed me it's uh, lindsey's last episode and my first and we just recorded uh the first episode of season three this morning and we have a lot of great ideas of where we're going to take the show so it's kind of cool i mean i you know you can't get more local than a show called what's up abq you know uh they had to let me on though cuz i kept telling them i was going to start a show that was called uh hey what's going on duke city and they were like
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh anyway uh check that out uh check us out we, we usually don't do shows on saturdays we're usually here on sundays but uh you know you know oh,
3: i i, I, I yeah you know. Before mm-hmm. you go, okay. uh, we also should be very proud of our um, uh, Barilla's podcast oh, yeah. uh, group, uh, uh, a co-friend, whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this correctly, yeah. but Eric Carter Landine yes. is part of Crime Con today, and I'm so proud of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was his birthday yesterday, but he is, he is doing a Happy podcast birthday. today about his little brother's mm-hmm. murder with one of the best true crime podcasters of all time ever so please if you can check that out and uh also happy birthday and congratulations to eric carter Landy. yeah absolutely er, er.
0: yeah (laughs) uh but like i said we 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 were we usually do this show on sunday and uh you know silas hit me up and said hey i got this special thing and you know you know we go way back with uh, silas and monica and you know They're they're good friends of the show, and uh, he asked us to do a Saturday show. We're gonna do a Saturday show, so here we are, Saturday afternoon, firing all cylinders, ready to go into hour number two. So we'll be back here in a little while, probably about four oh seven, I'll say. And uh, yeah, man, uh, click on that. uh, You know, point your camera at that QR code. Donate money. You know, let's get let's get the storehouse. Let's, let's let's beat the let's beat Bell's eight thousand dollars. Let's let's jump Wait. way ahead. I know we could do it. Let's jump ahead. You know, um, you know. Thank you guys for being on. Uh, sit tight. We'll be back. We'll take a little break so everybody can go to the bathroom. And uh, yeah, uh, definitely when we do a special Saturday show, we drink beer, and you should as well. But always remember, never get too drunk to jerk. Ten drink minimum.
3: 10 drink
0: minimum yeah. Yeah. dot com. There you go. Do you like food? I mean, like, really like food? I know I do. This is Matt, the fat guy behind the Fat Guy Eats podcast. I started this podcast because I love food, and that's what Fat Guy Eats is all about. Why we eat it, the artists that create and serve it, the politics and social practices surrounding it, and so much more. I'm going to talk with some great people along the way, and we'll probably enjoy some fantastic meals together, too. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram by following at Fat Guy Eats NM. That's at Fat Guy Eats NM. I sold my soul to the bottle. back we're live it's the billy slash wavy hour and uh, we're about to get wavy it's gonna get fun we're gonna let me bring everybody back in here um boom, boom. oh i don't want to remove you guys there we go Add, add. Uh, that there's everybody back cool cool uh so we have Holly Ann back and we have james you guys are muted did i mute you guys let me see okay there you go there we go. And then we have Silas we so Sims. Too. So much. Silas We're Sims so from uh, Bell's Brewery. If you've heard of it. Welcome. I have now. <laughs> How have you never heard of it, Smiley? You used to work at the Bird of Paradise.
6: Yeah. I, was, I didn't order all the liquor.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> it was probably before Bell's was uh, in the state, I would imagine. It is, yeah. Uh...
6: Yeah, I think yeah. All, all we ever had was Oberon, oh. and it was seasonal, so it wasn't like a huge thing in our store.
0: No, he probably didn't, because it was like once Oberon was in, they were all in, right? So yep. Was, yeah. Yep. I don't think if you did. Oberon
2: was here, everything was here. So yeah. that was well, 2017 that we launched in New Mexico back
0: so. in wow. 17.
3: Um, I have an update from my dad. So my dad is watching, apparently. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, he texts me to congratulate me on a good question that I asked uh, and uh, talking about the Germany trips that he took me on and taught me about beer. And he now thinks that Bell's Brewing should send him merch. <laughs> so. Um,
2: I think we'll that every. S- day. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do.
3: Uh, I, and also, he also said that you guys should have... I'm sorry. Let me pull this up so my dad doesn't murder me. Um, my dad's great, but oh, him, he said him. they should send me merch. LOL. And then he said I love all the bells uh, and the two-hearted he loves. But he said they should put light-hearted in 18 packs, though. Mm. Just saying.
0: So,
2: so we, so we do have them in twelve packs. We just don't have them here yet. So that's something we may look into next, uh, this next year. Um. I
3: mean, eighteen packs is where he's at, though. Uh, Yeah. Anything (laughs) about my father?
0: Yeah. Also, tell your dad, hey, maybe take his phone out and scan that QR code and donate some money to the storehouse, and then we'll talk. We'll talk. Then, then maybe Silas will talk about merch. I'm not saying he's gonna do any, but you know.
3: I'm gonna <laughs> do that right now. Thank you, Chris. I like it. There now. you I go. No. You so, that for
0: people that are, that are just joining us, mm-hmm. uh, we had Jill Beats on earlier from the Storehouse, New Mexico. Uh, Silas Sims is here from Bell's Brewing, and Bell's Brewing is donating $8,000 to New Mexico food pantries in Albuquerque, Santa Fe, and Las Cruces. And that's what the QR code in the corner is. And I've noticed since we started the show, there has been some donations. So thank you guys very much for donating. Um, You know, they're going to have posters and stands up in Albertsons, Kelly's, Total Wine. And you'll be able to scan QR codes all the way through the 31st of December and donate. And I think New Mexico can donate way more than Bells Brewing can donate. Yes. That's the goal, right? It's a good challenge. Yeah. I'd say the Bell's Brewing, it's not match you guys. You guys started it. And then okay. people need to finish it.
2: Works for me. You know what I'm
0: saying? It's like, yep. you know, we have a lot of homeless people out. And we have a lot of people who, you know, just because you don't see them, a lot of poor people that are hungry. So, you know.
2: Well, and what's what's awesome with the storehouse as well is that, you know, it's it's not just for, you know, people mm. on the street or, right. or this or that. I mean, it's, it's they... They don't actually look at how much money you make. I mean, there's right. people that drive up at Escalades that may have lost their job recently sure. and are having a hard time taking care of their family. So, you know, in this time of COVID, it, it's for everybody. It's for anybody. And I, I like to say that a big part of that is we, the fact we that
3: we easily could have been there a couple of months ago. Yeah,
6: absolutely, we so.
3: could yeah. very easily Lindsay, be
6: there next month. And Seriously, you know, me and and, Lindsay went every month, just oh, a wow. big trucula. They just give you a big, huge box.
2: Yep. And mm-hmm. if I'd have known about them back in my heyday, I mean, before between age 16 and 20, I was homeless. Um, so I was on the streets in Albuquerque uh, during those those years, and things were tough. I had people that would throw Taco Bell sauce packets at me while they were <laughs> eating their tacos, and that's what I sustained myself oh, on. Oh, jeez. How they didn't know anything about the storehouse or yeah for these types yeah. of things. So, well, yeah. and you I know. think
3: this is this is a good time. So, hamster and I have gone through a huge uh thing this year and uh you know, we don't talk about it all the time, but I mean, I'm a stand-up comedian, he was a brewer. Mm-hmm. Um and at the beginning of COVID, we didn't know what we were going to do. And I think it's really important that people know it's okay to ask for help. It is okay. Uh we yes. have a small child that we have to provide for and there were months where we didn't know if we were going to be able to do that and so i think it's really important to tell people it is okay to ask for help yeah you're not failing Mm -hmm. you're not a horrible person it's okay to say i need help feeding my family everyone needs help every once in a while that's
0: right absolutely when i was a kid man we we ate ate, uh, beans and hot dogs and macaroni and cheese Mm -hmm and you know as a kid you're like this is the greatest thing ever but like you know that's because that's what we could afford you know that was that was life you know
1: uh
3: we still eat that in our house even though we can afford better (laughs) things same thing uh you know my family uh when i was a kid it's so funny because a couple weeks ago i was talking to my dad about this grocery store That we used to go to when I was a kid where you got to bag up your own groceries and you got to do all this stuff. And my dad said, "Ah, honey, that wasn't a grocery store. That was where we went with our food stamps and that was where we went because we needed help. And uh, my dad thought it was great that even that as a kid, I didn't know. I thought it was great. We had the best cheese ever, which is government cheese. If you've never had that, you should eat it. So good uh don't ever be ashamed if you need help i think there is a point in everybody's life where everybody just needs a little bit of help and it's nothing to be embarrassed about especially in a pandemic we're all absolutely yeah you you could be
5: we're all in this together right
3: we're all in this together and you can be super successful at what you do and still need help right now so don't feel like you're a failure because you need to go get food for your family. That's nobody should ever judge you for that. And you should go and get the help you need.
0: I can't imagine. I used to drive by there. Like when I had to go to work, like when I worked in that area and I don't know what it's like right now because of COVID, but like whenever this was 10 years ago, the line was huge. And I would just be like, wow, that is a lot of people, you know? And it's, yeah, you it's get right at nine. For her to say like that, it's worse. Is is kind of scary. So, everything right. anybody can well, give I mean, is you know. Yeah, amazing.
2: we rank fiftieth uh in the country in our food insecurity. So out of a hundred, you know, we, we definitely needed it here.
0: <laughs> out of fifty, we are we the worst. Yeah, yep. the well, worst. and
3: the thing is, I think uh you know you got to think about if you have a little family, it's. It's hard to feed kids. Kids are always hungry. I will tell you right now, our our always daughter, hungry. our daughter is four and she is literally always hungry. So um, the food pantries and stuff like that help with those constant requests for snacks and lunches and food. I mean, our four-year-old eats more than I do in a day. I'll tell you that right now.
0: I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Growing kids, man. So, yeah, so anything anybody can give. I mean, if it's, you know, $5, give $5, you know. I mean, nobody, nobody's going to. And what,
3: 25 families? $5 will feed 25 families. Yeah. That's 25
0: meals. 25 meals. meals. That was crazy, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, that blew my mind. Yep. So, yeah,
2: donate if you can. It's, it's a great cause, and it's a time of need. And, yeah. you know, grab a Bell six-pack while you're at it.
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: And, you know, other thing, you know. Thank you, thank you to, to Silas and Bells for for doing this for, you know, because I mean, you know, you, you guys didn't start like the donation to, to store, you know, to the to the storehouse, but like you guys into the other places, but you guys got the ball rolling where people are like, hey, this is the holidays, check this out, this needs to be you know looked at. I wouldn't have looked at you it. Mean, yeah.
3: As a small business here in Albuquerque, it definitely. Um raised my awareness that I can donate if people buy stuff for me I can donate and I feel like Bells has probably inspired that in other people as well
0: yeah good job
2: absolutely and we you know in the end I mean p- people are tired of, uh, of the politics people are tired of the coronavirus people need good stories they need things to to lift yeah. us up and, and, yeah. and get us prepared to, to, yeah. to fight the battle that we have coming yeah. it's not over and we still got a little ways to get out of the weeds here but you know it's 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 people coming together donating putting effort into helping those that are are having trouble trouble times uh right now and just lifting everybody up and getting us ready to get back on track when when we get past all this
0: yeah that's great so now we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna have a little fun because it's wavy hour it's billy hour uh we have um the, the Dragon Monica. She's going to come on and she's going to she's gonna talk about how we're going to judge beer. So I've got a special... Really? I've, I brought my, I've never used this, but I have my special judging paddle.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, I could put the different beers
0: in there and be like, mm, Hmm, hmm, hmm.
1: Why
3: don't
5: we have a beer judging thing? Place your
0: beer in the judgment glass.
5: I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: What am I starting with here? I don't know. I don't know, Monica. This is the, tell us. Tell us what we need to do here.
7: Okay, Silas said you all have two-hearted,
5: correct?
0: I think so. Yes. Looks.
5: me we, we we don't.
0: You didn't get the number one right beer. Here. In the, you didn't get the number <laughs> got, one beer.
2: You have double two-hearted, right? So I have two-hearted. I have two-hearted. Okay. I, f- I figured we would. I figured we just stick with two-hearted because I figured most people would have that yep. so okay. we'll just okay. go go cut over too hard at itself and
0: we'll mm. go from there yum yum <laughs> they, they, okay i have to explain so silas got got us beer james lives by my house uh holly ann and jason do not they live, in a they live,
6: live in a they live in a
0: little rancho. town called rio rancho oh
6: yeah and oh i'm God, they're not in the same
0: town driving there <laughs>
3: So, so we were tasked nice. with going by ourselves, and we're fanatics, so we got weird beers.
5: Weird beers, and then also we got—I got the. Um, oh wait, wait, wait!
3: <laughs> oh no,
5: I'm a hazy guy. I love hazy IPAs, mm-hmm. so I got the official. Yeah. So excited about the official. Well,
0: we have that as well.
5: Sweet. Okay, yeah. okay good. So, yeah, we'll do okay. official okay. after i okay, do official after two hearted.
0: I have to go cool. dig it out of the okay. fridge. I don't I put it uh, yeah. Okay. So I've got the we've got the two yeah. hearted.
1: Two
6: hearted this for a while. Sounds good. All right. Let's go. So um the
7: way I kind of run my uh tastings at the brewery.
0: Well hold on, hold on. Is- so so Monica, what are what are your credentials here? How do we know that you know what you know? Good
7: question. Yeah. How do we you know you know anything, Monica? Um, I'm the current uh, lab quality control manager for Santa Fe Brewing Company. I've been with them for six and a half years. Um, I've gotten most of my beer education and knowledge through the company helping me with continuing education. Wow. So uh, I do all the testing on all the beers. We do tastings on all the beers, uh, quality panels, and part of product development as well.
0: Nice.
3: Well, I mean... Santa Fe Brewing does have great beer, so I trust you, you. If I'm not drinking
0: <laughs> Bell's beer, it's probably...
5: Pink Boots, so, and which I heavily support, uh, and so
0: you're qualified. Yeah. All right, all right. Okay, so we, we agree. We all agree.
7: Uh, the first thing I tell people to look at, it's appearance, aroma, and then you're going to talk about flavor and feel. So first thing most people notice about any beer is how it looks. What color is it? If you're looking for that hazy IPA, you don't want it to be too bright. If you're looking for a pilsner, you don't want it to be hazy unless it's purposely unfiltered. So right. that's first evaluation. Second is the aroma. It's a gentle swirl of whatever you have in a glass. And you bring it in your nose. Some people like a deep sniff. Some do what's a drive-by. <laughs> I like a- that quickly pick up something.
0: They're like this. this. What's up, partner?
7: (laughs) (laughs) And usually the first thing, um, and then you do a taste. Okay.
6: Do you think the Doppler effect works with smelling?
7: (laughs) It does for some people, actually. All right. All right. Everybody's got different uh, methods of how they perceive smell through their um, oral pharynx.
0: So I will say this, like, I'm not, I remember nine years ago, I would drink an IPA. I won't touch an IPA anymore. Hardly.
3: Neither will I. And Mm
0: -hmm. what is this infatuation with like, so hoppy whenever you go to drink it, it takes your breath away when you first put your mouth up to it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's got that hop. I do. Like, you know, and it gets up in your nose. Mm -hmm. Uh huh and the
7: the spicy aromas that kind of tickle the back of your nasal area it's right up in your face yeah. i will yeah. have to say and this does none this of that. is that is primarily a uh, new mexico
0: yeah thing. what the
7: hell um, when i go to california and i order an ipa it's not a hot bomb
0: no hot um, bomb that's I'm good
7: bomb. yeah yeah uh new mexico i i i suspect it has a lot to do with our love of green chili Um, It's this extreme flavors, extreme, you know, and you got to match it. Here's
3: the weird thing, Monica. Uh, I love green chili. Christopher.
0: Ah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back off.
3: But he likes red. But I like red. He He likes red chili. He eats it. I do this because he lives in New Mexico and he hates green chili. Hey, uh hamster do- thinks I shouldn't call you out, but I'm going to. Well <laughs> I know where you
0: live and I know what a drive by is, so we'll see.
7: This is
6: a really good point.
1: It <laughs> does.
0: I live next does. to Cecilia's Red Chili City, man. Red yeah. chili like red It's the
7: best red chili, for sure.
5: <laughs> Every time we make enchiladas, so I don't know what you're complaining yeah. about. <laughs> I just want to no, say,
0: green chili no, is whatever. but
5: <laughs> green chili, it
7: makes sense that he hates IPA. Why do I hate IPA?
0: No, then? no, no. I, so I'm, I
5: don't I,
7: think it's a direct flavor correlation. Okay. I think it has to do with extremity mm. of flavor.
0: So, like, I don't hate IPAs. Bold flavors. I don't hate IPAs. This Two-Hearted is great. Yes, but like I'm so gun shy right now cuz like m- my girlfriend will buy these these she loves IPAs and she'll be you want to try it and I'll go to take a drink and I don't even have the the, the beer in my mouth and I inhale and it <laughs> mm-hmm. burns my nose mm-hmm. and You're take you know, and it's like oh wow like that's too much like you you know you I just
3: have the same thing It's like right? a hot punch the in the mouth.
0: Thing she <laughs> yep. calls it, for, call it aspirin flavored
3: yeah to me it tastes like crust up aspirin yeah. if there's a lot of hops hmm. in something it tastes like aspirin to me yeah and so
5: Interesting. It, that that hmm. is literally just a like uh yeah. I, I feel like it's a bad bad malt build compared to the to the hop strain that you're putting in there
3: okay that well, either way I don't like it ah. Hi Joey.
5: Hi Joey.
0: <laughs> Hi Joey. Sorry. So funny fancy. thing
3: we met Joey separately and love her separately. <laughs> now we're a couple. Yeah. We're... That is that is funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so Monica, so, so we we're, we we look at the color, like you look at the you look at the what it looks like. I mean I, I see this and it's really I mean, if if I'm looking at an IPA, it looks like what I think an IPA looks like. What but like that was the thing you said smell it and it and i was like oh boy and then i was like (laughs) oh okay not bad like i was like this isn't gonna burn the nose hairs out of my nose and
5: uh nice it's uh
0: yeah and there are a couple of breweries in new mexico who have bucked that trend of just like burning your nose and i will drink those ipas all day mm -hmm. you know 7k all day long
7: yeah i I definitely think it's well, and we try really hard with that particular product to not make it so bitter yeah. and burning.
0: Yeah,
7: um, it you know, tastes either.
0: like burning. We try
7: as hard as we can to be more balanced, but yeah. I mean, you can't get more balanced than what too hard it is. Honestly, yeah. it's it's the hops and the malt bill combined together. It's yeah. a single hop. It's all Centennial hops. So it's not, um, any of these new fad experimental styles <laughs> and they've really dialed in, uh, the malt bill with, with the hot bill. Yeah. So this is kind of considered what a traditional American IPA would be.
0: This is what I remember. Um,
7: so when you taste it and you smell it, what are you tasting and smelling? Just throw well, out some Okay.
0: Words. So, um, well, I mean, okay. Balance. <laughs> I want to I want to use the word Balance there's no you know there's no i don't know hold on so when i smell it it's it's not overwhelming it's just light it's a light it's a light hoppiness light very light and then when i take a drink i just expect insane hoppiness and i don't get that i get like i it's weird it's like the hoppiness is like is like perfectly there with the rest of the taste of the beer it's like I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I it feel it.
7: It does. So a lot of times when I'm evaluating beer, I'm not also looking at the flavor. I'm also looking at the mouthfeel. How does it feel as it goes across my palate? Um, what's really good about Two Hearted is it's got just enough malt backbone mm-hmm. to support that honey bitterness. And it's got there's oiliness to it that you're yeah. getting from the hops that makes it feel full and almost kind of fluffy on your tongue without mm-hmm. it being too soft. And it's, round. it's
0: not hoppy. It's not malty. It's like, bam, it's like, they, they it's dialed that in. It's,
5: it's a full yep. flavor yeah. across your palate. Yeah. You get a little bit of bitterness. You get a little bit of sweetness from the malt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels good in your mouth. It's not immediately depleting like bitter beer does is what it does. Yeah. Is it goes away and leaves a flavor when it when you swallow it goes away, whereas like a yep. bitter beer stays yeah. and just like yeah, it just smooth. hangs in there. Yeah, yeah. So this is a nice smooth. You take a sip, you taste it. You taste all you taste all the malts, and then you taste a little bit of bitterness mm-hmm. that complements the malts, and then yeah. it goes away. So well, you that's a good one. Tip, and you know. and you want more. It it causes you to want more.
7: Absolutely. Thank now I'm good. picking up. My mom, my mom, my mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking up uh, like citrus notes. I'm getting some orange yeah. in there. There's definitely some pine. You get a lot of earthy. Um, I I was the
5: same place, well, I have I'm, to I'm getting a
0: little. I'm getting a little bit like. Yeah, the brewer and his wife got in got in a fight that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's That's definitely everyday, Chris, he's definitely sleeping in another room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm really getting that a big time. Maybe maybe yes. he's having some other troubles in his life too. Maybe his car <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
7: Did make this beer. <laughs> so although this is made in Michigan, this style uh that Too Hearted is in is what we would call a West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh citrusy, orange, pine, you get some um like fresh tree notes, uh but bright green, not like dying trees.
0: Not like an alpine forest in your mouth, yeah, yeah. burning your nose out.
7: Exactly.
0: You know, some some breweries like to do that with every beer they have. Just saying. You're like, yes, oh, this is this you. is this is a red, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> not gonna mention any names. No comment.
5: <laughs> not gonna
0: mention <laughs> any names.
5: Centennial hops are
0: that way. Using a centennial hops <laughs>
5: throughout the entire boil. Possibly dry mm. hopping with them. I mean, Centennial can go the entire distance, and I'm I'm so glad that those are yeah. the two pills.
7: Yeah, it, and it's so classic,
5: really easy. Um,
7: it's not. It's the I think it's the way that they balance their malt bill specifically with the Centennial hop really makes the Centennial hop shine mm-hmm. in this beer. I love it, especially when it's super fresh. Yeah, it's amazing. Right okay. off the tap would be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, explain to I think, people I think
6: it's delicious. This is this is the first beer I've had this month and it's uh it's, it's very delightful. Because
3: I don't have it because hamster didn't think it was important.
0: The number one beer in America. Okay. Number one beer in the, in the country. Yeah. Yeah, number one. For, not number one. Not number one this year. Number one every year since 2016. But whatever. Yeah um and then it was
1: like number this. two.
0: So. No. Oh yeah oh that's the other thing that's the other thing silas so you were number one for the last four years and then number two the previous four years correct <laughs> yeah so a yeah.
2: so, uh, russian river uh who was playing mm. the spot for quite yeah. a bit of time yeah. and then uh you know, we we overtook them four years ago, and still plug it
0: away. You know? Oh, I thought maybe something happened to them. We'll though. take
2: it. We'll take it. Yeah. So I have a it's question. Just a great balance. Yeah. yeah.
0: I want. I want to. I have a question for for Monica. Um, okay. Explain to people what happens when they put beer in a can. Mm. A pro,
6: um,
7: process wise, or well,
0: taste wise? <laughs> taste wise.
7: When you put beer in a can, yeah. as opposed to.
0: A be bottle. coming out of
7: a tap? Yeah. Okay. So, package product gets uh, force carbonated, mm-hmm. and that carbonation has to be maintained throughout the entire shelf life process. And so, for instance, a lot of breweries will do testing of what their beer tastes like when, it, when it's going to be sitting on shelves, whether it's cold, whether it's warm, because it's going to be very different than you get on draft. Draft gets filled Right off the tanks, and I'll do. We do carbonate, force carbonate kegs. And we put them through the taps. There's an additional beer gas or CO2 or something else helping to push it through, and so you get a lot brighter of the aroma notes for sure um, on draft beer than you can out a package. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, that's the primary difference. It's, it's yeah. it seems more fresh because you're not going through the extra step of having to put it in a can put a lid on that can making sure that it's the seal is proper. So draft beer will the same beer on draft will almost always taste better to you than it does.
0: It well, I, okay. So I've had, so then there's also the, the, so beer is like one of those things that is so susceptible to the environment, light, mm-hmm. um, touching a, like a, a dirty glass, whatever. And, yeah. um, so I've, I've had, you know, products where it's on draft, and then they put it in a can, and the can changes the taste. And it's so funny because, like, I used to have arguments with people. They'd be like, "Beer is better out of the out of the bottle," and I'd be like, "No, it's always better out of the draft. Never out of the bottle." And people would like argue that, and it blew my mind. Like, how like how on earth can you think that? But like, I don't know if you guys remember this. But in the early 90s. If you don't
6: really like how your beer tastes, if yeah. you like a little bit less of that taste, right.
0: it I just remember, <laughs> like, the greatest slogan uh, for a beer company for me was always Keystone Light. They'd be like, the bottled beer tastes in the can. And they were like, we have specially lined cans, so it tastes like it's from a bottle. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, <laughs> fuck, I know. Yeah. Well,
7: there's a little bit of kind of a truth to that mm-hmm. initially, was. The old school cans—I don't know if you remember—like the pull-tab cans oh, and oh. stuff—they didn't have a lining on the aluminum, oh. so you would get kind of a metallic flavor. Yeah. So what they did with Keystone is they started putting this barrier on the inside of the can.
0: I know what you're talking about.
7: So then about. you wouldn't get that like little bit of that metallic hit.
0: And now everyone um, does it.
7: Yeah, it's a—it's yeah. basically in all cans. I think even yeah. soda cans.
0: Yeah, because like I saw on a, a, a imager or something, someone like put a can in some sort of like cleaning product and it ate the aluminum away and they pulled it out and the lining was just left and i was like oh yeah. wow and that's the lining yeah it's,
6: it's all see-through
0: yeah jiggle it around yeah. i've seen that one yeah
3: that weird. i don't like
0: it <laughs> so what are we what are we doing next what's the next one we're going to talk about here all
7: right well i guess we need official. A, a official. i gotta go
0: grab one i'll be right back
7: oh, i my God. I,
0: oh, my I, God. I officially God. gotta go grab an official
1: <laughs>
2: Me too. have Yeah, Monica will go grab one for us. <laughs>
1: All right. What?
3: I'm fine. I did it.
6: This is uh this is my cheat day for uh, no drink November.
2: Ah, okay. Hey, it's a good day to do it.
6: <laughs> so uh, I'm already feeling this uh, this two hearted ale here. I'm like, oh, this is. This is nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're on the double-two-hearted, and that one, uh, that has a kick to it for sure.
1: <laughs> That's where you usually
2: start with light-hearted, and then you move to the double-two-hearted is usually okay. the...
0: So, I didn't put one in the refrigerator, so I'm going to get a little German with everybody right now. We're going to do it. Okay. We're going to do it warm. That works. We're going to do it warm. Oh,
5: there you go. I don't have a glass to put it in. How dare you? All my all my glasses are in storage. How dare Sorry. you? <sighs> I know, terrible. What I'll have do
0: you to, drink no. out of without
5: glasses? What?
0: What do you drink out of?
2: I got my little yeah. Bell's Dos Boot going das Boot. on here. Yeah. Water.
0: Man, what, how do I, I get water I, water how, all right, Salas? So how do we get or one of those? How do we get our one day day of those? With the little Dos boots? boots? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I might be able to get one sent shipped in here. We'll look into next year, but
0: okay. Just tell me what we need to do for it, and we'll do it. But uh, I had one, but it was plastic.
2: Ah, uh, no, this is glass. It's 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 not as big as a normal DOS boot. I yeah. mean, it's just kind of a small pint size.
0: So I it's have awesome. to. So I had a plastic one, and I have to say, like in that movie, it is really accurate. It does that bubble thing if you don't turn the boot. So so Monica, yes, I did, it does. <laughs> Monica, I did not refrigerate my official. I forgot, so I'm doing it German style. You know what that means? (laughs) Warm. Because that's (laughs) the thing. That's the one thing we didn't talk about. Is I never, I don't remember ever having a cold beer in Germany.
1: No, room temperature. So
0: when you're in Germany, and it may be different now, you'll go to like a festival or something, and they have, uh, you know, here, you know, we have the half barrel aluminum kegs you know chilled blah 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 you go to europe or germany and you go to a festival and they have the fucking wooden barrel turned on its side with a wooden spigot in it and they're pouring beer yeah. out of it that's yeah it, and those <laughs>
7: barrels are actually some of them are lined with pitch to keep the woody flavors <clears throat> and stuff so mm-hmm. and they actually can pitch those barrels themselves which yeah. is basically a light layer of a tar- when it's Pie. it's like a tar-like substance yeah. to keep it from picking up the microbes inside. But yeah, I was at a the, one of the hot festivals. I was at while I was there, they would bring out the big wooden barrels, and they had the little the little boys come <laughs> out, and they were teaching them how to tap these giant wooden barrels, With and the, then they were responsible for pouring all the beers for all the men that
3: yeah.
6: were at
7: the mm-hmm. yeah yeah. That's a
6: good cool. skill to have. I mean,
0: straight up, I learned to pour beer when you you I was twelve. Net-
3: I learned to pour beer when I was born, I feel
0: like. I remember the first time I poured a beer out of a kegerator for my mom and it was mostly foam and she's like, no, 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 no. We're going to go back over there and I'm going to show you how to do this. And she did. I was I, I was 12. I was like 12 or 13 years old.
1: I love your mom so much. I love her.
0: That is not a fake story. So, okay. So we have...
3: Not a fake story, and also
0: that's good parenting. Yeah. I have, like, Andre the Giant hands right now. I'm all, beer, mmm, like I have a little glass. So we've got the the official, which uh, is a little, it's a hazy IPA. It certainly looks hazy. So some, they're hazy,
7: but they're also, there's also called unfiltered IPAs. Uh, Because there's a difference between an unfiltered hazy IPA and Mm -hmm. a New England style IPA, which are also hazy, but that's a it's a different style category if you're talking about beer judging.
0: I see. Okay, so we're looking at this one. It's it's. I can see it.
7: It's more more straw or golden in color, so you can tell the malt bill probably has a lot less caramel hops.
0: Okay.
3: I like
0: how Silas has a boot. Just Das Boot.
3: Das Boot. Das Boot. Das Boot.
0: <laughs> the greatest thing I about I
3: am a master at the boot. <laughs> I am not the
1: master. At the boot. Oh, the master
0: it does the that. Part. It does the I love bubble.
1: <laughs>
0: so what it i So it absolutely I love bubbles. Is, what I love about that movie is they filmed that movie here, uh-huh. and and like yes, the the restaurant was the Press Club. In, yeah, in, bar, in yeah, um, yeah. When they when they were recruiting back their friends from college, the guy who was like the male prostitute. Yeah. That's about four blocks this way from my house.
1: Yes,
7: it is. It's
0: <laughs> a, it, there's an yeah. old bar there called the uh El Mat is it El Matador?
7: No, Matador is in Santa
0: Fe. No, what is it called? What yeah. was it called? The um shit. Um there's an old bar there.
6: Yeah, I've only been in there like two or three times. Well,
0: and they used it in the movie Frank. Yeah.
6: Um,
0: Shit, what was it called? Super, super
7: dive bar. Damn, I can't remember
0: the
6: name now. Um, Last time I went there, they didn't even open my beer. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, (laughs) open it yourself. Cost extra. Yeah, no. Yeah, they're
6: like, okay, thanks. I think that's
0: illegal. (laughs) Okay. So I'm drinking this, and it's. I feel like I was really expecting it to be again super hoppy.
3: I was the same way. I just took my first taste, and so 100%. Chris and I are the same.
0: Um, I mean, officially, I thought it was going to be hoppy.
3: I did too. <laughs> yeah. So officially,
0: it's it's more of
2: a soft bitterness on this one. It's yeah. it's yeah it's really. I mean, the idea is really kind of bringing out the hop flavors, the yeah. kind of mango, the peach, okay. the orange, the citrusy flavors with a very kind of light, soft bitterness on the back end. And okay. I think it comes through very well in that. I mean, this is the kind of beer where, you know, we get pretty hot days in New Mexico, right? So oh, yeah, you can imagine this is the kind of beer you want to be drinking poolside on a 90 degree day in the middle of uh, July in in New Mexico.
0: So, yeah. yeah.
5: And at 6.4, you only need a couple to make a make your whole day be be much better.
0: Well, yeah. it is it is 6.4%. So, I mean, that's a that's yeah, a hefty.
5: That's, that's just a little
2: above that. You know? Hey, you know, it's uh it's America, right? We we yeah. do our things a little bit bigger.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I always love that when people are like you start talking about beer, and people think they know, like, you know, every state has different laws. That? And uh, people always think they know. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you are like uh, 5% beer is quite a bit. And they're like, oh, no, no, uh, you know, where I'm from, it's it's more. Bud, Bud Light is more. And you're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. You know, not. 5% is, you know. Yeah. And you'll if notice
7: said- the difference in a mouthfeel when you're tasting this one compared to hearted if you're looking for the uh tips on mouthfeel feel and process is you can it has more weight on your tongue so yeah. it feels a little bit heavier it, it doesn't go across quite as but that's part of the unfiltered part of the process is you're still going to have a little bit of uh, truby particulates in there that give it that super punchy flavor And that's, it's a different mouthfeel than drinking something that's completely filtered and totally
5: bright. Yeah. And, and Silas, is this, uh, if, do you know if this is a, um, uh, unfiltered or does this have a good amount of white wheat in it?
2: Uh, there is a bit of wheat in there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's unfiltered, but there is some wheat. Now, the truth is, was we don't actually, uh, filter our beers in general, uh, we use the centrifuge on some of them, but uh, you know we, we don't use a plate and frame uh, on many of our beers, and and you know we have a, a slogan on one of our bumper stickers is that you know uh, God didn't give us livers. I, I can't remember the exact quote. It was uh, if God hadn't intended us to filter our beer, he wouldn't have given us livers.
0: Nice. <laughs> there
5: you go. There. There you go. That's hey, that's solid. Right
0: there. That's awesome
5: this beer is amazing it has a really good smell to it the minute we poured it it just a uh, tropical smell the you know the the hops really had a fruity note to it uh absolutely and it was light and fluffy on the pour heavy on the palate which is you know really good to fit that haziness um the bitterness once again does not last long it, it is punchy so the the malt build did its job and it, it masks whatever bitterness so possibly like a late ad of the hops um, it, I mean overall this is I've had a lot uh, of hate yeah. all,
0: all those things uh, he said I, yes
5: yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of hate <laughs> <of bitterness. laughs> <laughs> this is a really good one uh-huh. right? thank you I don't think thank I'll you. go anywhere else yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, most of our beers, you know, that's the one thing I love with our IPAs more than anything is that it just doesn't leave that bitter, resinous coating on your tongue, you know, that you could actually probably drink an official and switch to a Pilsner after that and still taste the Pilsner for the most Uh, part, and that's... in the end, this is a social drink, right? We want to be able to drink a few of them with friends and hang out for a few hours. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't want to kill your taste buds in the first hour with a no. few beers no. and then you can't yeah. taste your food. No. If you know,
5: been to an IPA contest, you know that after the first like three little sample glasses you taste tasted, done. Done. <laughs> you can't taste anything else. It's like, why did they give me 22 of them? I don't know what the last tastes like. Right. No, this is a really good one. You start your day off with this when you're at the lake. And then yep, perfect. As you move on. Go on to like, you know, the Bohemian Pilsner. I don't know if are make to that.
2: it official, the beer of
0: the lake. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
5: there
3: you go. Uh this is why I brought him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we're we gonna
3: pretty much my beer palette is awesome. I like it or I don't. Yeah. Uh, either I love it. Or I hate it. I'll do one that's more it. of
0: those. I'll do one more. And then, so what, which so, one? Uh,
5: what I my dragon's job.
7: What I would like to say about that is uh, uh, my best friend is uh, not a beer scientist by any means. And she will say that to me. She's like, I don't know why I don't like it. I just know I don't like it. And I'm like, yes. that's that. That's yeah. You don't have to articulate why oh. you think it doesn't taste good to you. That's me. There's, you just know there's something about it that's off, and that's yep. perfectly valid. And then
3: once well. I taste something off about that beer, I'm done. I don't want it yeah. anymore. Don't
7: I it don't want to drink it again. Taste it. Yeah,
0: get that beer out of my face. She's almost
7: always right. You know, she'll be like, "I don't know why I don't like this." Taste it, and I'm like, "Oh well, I know why it doesn't taste <laughs> right. But, uh, but okay. she's always on it. She knows what tastes good and what doesn't. So you don't need a huge vocabulary. You don't need. Uh, all the beer snobbery things (laughs) (laughs) to know that when something isn't good, it just isn't
0: good. They they hand it to you and you're like, uh, excuse me, who do you think you are handing me this beer?
7: (laughs) That's me,
3: yes. I'm like, I can already tell from the smell of this beer that I'm gonna hate it, take it back. Shoo (laughs) shoo.
0: First of all, all,
3: who do you think you are? (laughs) Second of all,
0: (laughs) how dare you?
1: (laughs) Shoo shoo.
0: Third of all, you've got a lot of nerve. <laughs>
1: That's
7: how I feel about
0: some beers they hand me. <laughs> yeah.
7: Oh, right. I've had to down some beers in front of people.
0: And they're like, yeah. what do you think, y'all? They're,
7: mm-hmm. look, they're looking at me all expecta- mm-hmm. expectation. Like, oh, I bet. Think? And I'm like, yeah, you know.
0: Well, your red tastes like your amber.
7: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I can, tell, I can tell this beer was supposed to be something else, and you just covered up the problems with hops. <laughs> yeah. right i mean 100%. i don't I, i've never brewed a beer but i can tell when something was supposed to be something else and then they were like well let's just put some hops in it and call it this other thing
7: mm, yeah if you buy a hop
5: it it'll taste so much better
0: i, feel, be like, I know feel
7: like what? we've all been guilty of doing it oh yes but but people yep. actually buy it or we wouldn't keep doing <laughs> what
0: it. what is the what is the, the brewery in uh, arizona sand is it santan were they,
5: Santan, yes.
0: Where they have yep. Mr. Pineapple, and they fucked up like a batch of beer, and they just added pineapple juice, and people are like, "This is amazing!" And so now they make it. Now it's a beer. I, I
5: have a, I have a question for Silas. Uh oh. Okay. Silas, um, I heard your brown ale, your sour brown.
0: Your sour was brown was
5: actually a mistake. Uh, What's
0: that?
2: Which one?
5: Oh, the uh, I feel like you have a sour brown, right?
2: Huh? Yeah, we did have one a while back. I mean, there you know, mistakes happen within the brewery, no, within every brewery, on on a regular basis. I mean, it's you know, but sometimes they're happy that's, mistakes. And
5: that, and that, that was a story that I wanted to hear. Is like, so I, the story that I heard. This is just like uh, cheese may is what we call it here. Um, where you guys, somebody made a Brett, didn't understand what the Brett had you know you have to everything the Brett touches you can't ever use again and uh, they decided to make a brown with it or at least put it in the same tank that the last Brett was in and it became a sour brown and then you guys went with it and it was just awesome it went everywhere everyone loved it and uh, this is those things that I heard I just I wanted to know if that was real or
2: Every brewery has has, you know, times where things are, are done incorrectly. Like, um, you know, it just happens. I mean, yeah. we're all human, right? You know, things things like I that happen. And, you know, we're we're able to come up with some really interesting styles that transcend into uh beers that we release on a regular basis uh through things like that. And we also have a really really cool thing we do with our employees up at the brewery that's uh I really, really love. We have this uh, day called the Centric Day, which is in December. Every the idea is come as you aren't, come as your alter ego. So everybody's dressed up, everybody's you know, it's like a huge party of tons of people that are all dressed up in their alter egos. There's some really interesting. I love that idea, but on that day, and you should go if you ever get a chance to go up during December. Obviously, no, just steal it. I'll tell you, it is it is awesome the whole day. So there's. They have some really – we do a, a what's called an eccentric L, which is really off the wall most of the time. Sometimes there's pizza in it. Sometimes there's Cheetos in it, like all kinds of crazy stuff. But we also have a day called Roll Out the Barrel. And Roll Out the Barrel is, is kind of one of my favorites is that that's usually I think around October – And we give barrels – so we have this beer called Black Note. not sure if you've heard of it. It's our most kind of revered beer, geeky beer out there. And we only use the barrels for that once for that beer, and that's it. We never use it for Black Note again. It's always fresh barrels straight from the distillery. So what do we do with those barrels? Uh, We end up taking those barrels, and we give it to the – the, the brewers, we give it to the cellarmen, we give it to the people within the brewery. They add weird, unique beers that, like, usually it's one of our core beers, and they'll add raspberry edition, mm. or they'll add chocolate edition, or they'll add oh, all these wow. different kind of flavors. And everybody gets a chance to make these beers. And then, you know, we have a panel that goes ahead and says, hey, these ones we'd like to feature on Roll Out the Barrel Day. And so Roll Out the Barrel Day in... in at Kalamazoo in Michigan for Bells is all of the stuff that the employees made
0: oh, that wow. they
2: got a chance to do some interesting things. If the beer doesn't taste good, we don't feature it, but we get a good use out of those barrels and giving back to the employees, giving them a chance to be creative. And there's some beers that have come out of that, that have actually gone into production. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're always looking for inspiration anywhere we can find it. Yes. And, you know, uh, letting the employees be a little fun and, and have, you know, Bell's is an amazing company when it comes to taking care of their employees. It's I've never worked for a company anywhere near this, but but yeah. To go back to your question, I mean, a trial and error, right? You know, right. Yeah. sometimes you make mistakes and and sometimes you you add a little bit of this or that to make it, you know, to see if it's if you can make something of it. And sometimes it ends up being your best seller. It's never it's know. part of
0: the art of beer. I beer. I That's the, exactly, the mis-
5: I know exactly what you're talking about, like
0: Mr. Pineapple, I don't I know another beer from that brewery.
5: And, <laughs> and also how do we get hamster out there?
0: Wow. Um. That's a you long don't way.
5: To I'll be, I'll be like, hey, green tea, raspberry—that's what we need. Let's do it. You don't want, you don't. Want to. <laughs> hey, that was a good. Bit. That wasn't all right. There, it was all right. Uh,
0: it was all right. Speaking of like the crazy stuff like that, so last night, uh, my lady friend and I, there's a place in town called Richie Richie B's Pizza, I and they it. they did a Thanksgiving pizza, and was we
1: And no. we got it.
0: And let me explain this pizza. They do these big slices. Like a slice of pizza from them is like a medium pizza. It's huge. Six bucks for a slice. So this pizza had no... It didn't have pizza sauce on it. But it had mashed potatoes. It had turkey. It had ham. It had cranberry sauce. And then cheese.
1: It looked so
3: good. It looked
0: No, it looked disgusting.
3: I thought it looked good. But I'm
0: weird. But it was... (laughs) But i got to have it again. It was so good. So good. Yes. It was amazing. Was in amazing.
3: every bite?
0: Yes. Like it had mashed potato like blobs with like.
3: I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. They put like three or
0: four on a slice, right?
3: Amazing. And then it
0: had ham slice, like little ham slivers like around it. And then like cranberry sauce just on it. And you would just catch glimpses of like, e- you know, it was like eating uh, uh, one bite of Thanksgiving dinner every bite. Like, oh bam, God. bam. And, uh, you would you
5: lose your mind, but I would be in heaven. I would it love it. It was
0: fantastic. Would and then they had uh, pumpkin spice cannoli. Oh, yeah. Oh. It, had, it had cranberry as well. They're all cranberry oh. too. Yeah. I have to show you. Can I show you what it looks like? Let me pull this yeah, up. Please, please.
1: <laughs> I need to know what it looks like.
0: Uh, let's see. Let me, Richie B's Pizza. And uh I so honestly I don't know what their other Mitchell pizza wants tastes to like.
3: Say hi, Christopher. Who does? Mitchell.
0: Oh, hi. nice. <laughs> let me pull this up. And then Monica will we'll get into the next the next beer. I got to show this though. It's it's something else cuz uh here we go. Let me let me get this going here. Uh, ooh, that was the wrong one. Is
1: I'm going I don't want
0: to be anymore. yeah this is the uh from richie b's pizza this was the thanksgiving slice okay
3: are you ready oh, oh god
0: i got it stuffing it, yes what's it also that? has stuffing on it as well
6: what's, what's in
0: that uh like uh gravy
6: is that gravy? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: But uh, wow. ours had the gravy. Like, have gravy. They have gravy as a sauce as well. I
5: need it. it, I need dude, it.
0: I, uh, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give it, out of five stars, five and a half stars. It was so awesome. <laughs> It looks so good. It so it good. It looks awesome. gross,
7: but it sounds. It looks. It, was super it looks <laughs> gross.
0: So, so Monica, it looks gross from the moment you get it to the moment you put it in your mouth, and then after you take a bite, you're like, "This don't look gross, no." It like you're like, "Ooh, yeah. ooh," and, you're like, ha. and it's like the slice is like this. It's huge. One slice is enough for one person. It's really? dinner. Yeah. Oh yeah. I challenge
5: you to a duel. <laughs>
0: So good. So, Monica, what are we doing next? Uh,
5: have we got another one?
0: Yeah, I've got the brown. You've
7: got brown? Anybody have brown?
0: James so should that's have the, the, brown. One I
7: thought the sour brown.
5: No, I've got Why no is brown. Yeah. We have the Bohemian Pilsner, which she opened.
0: Oh, uh, don't, I don't have that one.
5: Okay,
1: I need to grab a brown.
5: Okay.
0: She'll go ahead and go grab the beers. Yeah.
3: yeah. When you need ask your beer expert husband <laughs> what you should get.
0: So, Silas... I have to ask this question—the question everybody's thinking about. Do you guys have a separate refrigerator for just beer in your house? Because I mean, you have two different breweries where you're getting beer from.
2: <laughs> well, we give me a second here. Yeah. Oh yeah, kill her. There you go. Yeah, mute you know that, a, Mike. I also yeah. have a
5: baseball um, jersey of Two Hearted on? And I'd really like to find out where that where I can buy one of those.
2: <laughs> the, the, this was a unique uh this was we have we you know like i said bells is amazing uh to yeah. their employees they really care about their people and yeah we have what's called skills week uh where we'll go up to the brewery and we just learn a lot of new things and this was just one of our presents um it has our names on it you know and it was this was when we won the third best year uh you know the third year of the best beer in the country and uh so it has the number three on the back and my, oh, my name, and it's it's just Little some did of the you stuff know. that they, they you know. do that's, for us is amazing. This is a one-time thing. You that
5: You never let go. And no, I don't want to move to Michigan. So yes, you. you do. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> <I don't. laughs> hey, man,
0: that's where <laughs> M&M's from, dog. dun 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 <laughs> dun dun
3: dun 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 dun
5: dun Chris asked about, do you guys have a separate beer fridge?
0: Uh, because I do. Uh, do you guys, do you, as a, you know, as the rep, do you have a separate beer fridge? Yeah, because you guys, as the rep, and Monica works uh, for another, so, you know, she works for another.
5: Well, we actually have
2: a, we have a kegerator fridge. Oh, so we have fancy. a kegerator, and then we have our normal fridge, right. so... Yeah. Uh, How uh, yeah, we we also try to keep the beer fresh, so we'll we won't overload the fridge. Question. Bring it in. Okay, so
0: now I have more questions. So who gets to? So first of all, how many taps on the keg fridge? Two. Okay.
1: Oh God. Do you guys split it? Do you guys do
0: a a Bell's and a and a Santa Fe? I mean, here and there we haven't we haven't used it a lot lately, but uh, oh, you know, I I bought a new house. I know where you can move it.
2: It's it's you know we're just trying to it's it's crazy because it's an old '70s fridge so it's got a really ugly lime green puke color on Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, it does basically nice. trying to just cover it with stickers the entire thing and uh, that's that's the goal. But uh, uh,
0: I need to give you some stickers, man.
2: Yeah, I'll put I'll put them on there. Absolutely, nice. no problem.
0: You need a Tendrick minimum you- WrestleMania sticker. That one's a good one. Hey.
5: Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: whatever you got, good. we'll uh, put it I'm on sure. there.
5: I'm about to put it on my truck. So, you need one. Yeah. Um, Monica and Silas, are you guys in the same house? Yeah. Are you guys together?
0: You didn't know this? Oh, they don't know you guys. She's my wife. She's my wife of over, you know, of almost, what, tw- was it? 15 years now. We've been together over 20. I guess James and I knew that. I guess, yeah. So, yeah. Holly-, guess Holly Ann and, I- and Jason don't know you guys, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Real,
3: so me because now he's thinking he deserves cake raiders. <laughs>
5: no, I, no, this, it's a beautiful relationship. I'm. Oh my god, that makes it. That makes this so much better. <laughs> I, <don't know.
0: laughs> I I I, 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 I thought that, that was funny. You <laughs> didn't notice that, yeah? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah,
7: kegerators aren't that much. No, they're not. So, you know, the reason that we have a Keggerator is because I asked for one.
0: Because they're awesome.
7: Uh, and and he yeah. made one for me. Oh, so my so
0: <laughs> I like I like that so <laughs> I like that you guys didn't buy one.
2: You built one. I, I used to be the draft manager with Marble Brewery. So,
0: not I was not draft not familiar.
2: Marble back in the day.
0: Not uh, not so not not your, familiar with the product.
6: You already <laughs> have yeah. the right equipment.
2: Product placement <sighs> right there.
0: <laughs> no. So, no, some guy. Go ahead. Go
5: ahead. You have to make it. Yeah. It's it doesn't mean as much if you just buy one.
0: Like yeah. I like how this dude noticed that like he muted her computer, but you guys didn't notice it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I just saw like one of them was always muted and i was like chris that's
1: kind of ruthless i'm not muting
2: them <laughs> we're just right next we to each other so that's when you get the feedback i mean i'll mute
0: you guys no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh so uh so, so so monica i have a question so like let's talk about this brown because i've been drinking this brown for a couple of weeks now, because Silas just keeps he keeps dropping this off, and I'm not an IPA person, so I was staying away from the IPAs because I just had was IPA gun shy, and I like this brown a lot.
7: I do too. So actually. what
0: what are we talking here? What are we looking at here? So I want to so, get into this. It's
7: got a nice uh, medium brown color. Uh, you can tell it's slightly unfiltered, which I kind of don't mind in darker beers. Yeah. Um, because you don't have to worry so much about uh, shelf stability in a sense, because you can't see a lot mm. of the flakes. Um, but on aroma, I just get a lot of like cocoa powder, and there's uh, a lot of like, uh, like almond skin, and and then peanut shell.
0: Almond skin, Ooh. yeah.
7: It's that little tanniny, slightly little acidic.
0: I like that flavor uh, on the background. You're like shelf stability. That goes up there. I've been watching that show Hot Dog, and I know about uh, rear <laughs> angularity now.
1: Like, I'll be all, look at
0: that dog's rear <laughs> angularity. Huh.
1: I'm not excited about
3: this. He's not excited, Christopher. What's <laughs> that? What am I not excited about? The dog
5: designing show.
0: Uh, Jason, do you not like dogs? No. Do you hate dogs?
5: I love dogs, but I don't need to see them in a sweater.
0: <laughs> oh, they don't wear sweaters, son.
5: Oh
0: yeah, no. They don't want no die <laughs> Have you watched yeah. that show? It's Monica. Have you watched Hot Dog?
5: <laughs> no, I have seen the I've seen the previous they one. They die one dog. Like, hey, I want to be pink. <laughs> no, no, they die one dog and I hated it. I hated it. not in. Dude,
0: they died one dog and I hate it. Watch one episode and then be like, okay. Have you guys nope. so you see
3: what you deal with Christopher?
0: I feel like I feel like every show so every show is an offshoot now of the Great British Baking Show because yeah. like Forged in oh, Fire Forged in nope. Fire is officially an offshoot of the Great British Baking Show and yeah. now there's a uh, pottery one which I'm also watching there's and there's a, a uh, oh yeah it's on That's HBO Max weird. and and there's the dog one and the dog one I'm just like I'm like Look at the rear angularity on that dog. I don't know about this. I'm like, you can't.
3: angularity? I'm like. Look at this little
1: guy. I'm like. He's saying
0: hi to you. Aww. (laughs) But if you love dogs, that show is amazing. And I love the one lady. Every dog that comes out, she's like, I want this dog. And I'm like, you say that every time. And they do this stupid joke. They do this stupid joke, and it's funny every time. So, like, the first challenge, whatever dog wins, they, go, they come out and they go, all right, you have two choices. You can have this treat or a convertible sports car. Oh, he ate the treat. Yeah, I guess he chose the treat. And they do it every time. And it's always the treat or some, like, fancy prize. So, like, a treat or a trip to the Baha. Oh, he ate the treat. And, you know, <laughs> like, oh. every time. It's like.
3: And that's Dog Parenthood in a nutshell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they did an episode where it was all rescue dogs. And yeah. the, the first round, I they mind. were already rescued. And the second round were dogs that had not been rescued. And it was fantastic. I'm telling you, it was, it was great. That,
5: I, I might watch that episode. Oh, dude, you got to watch that. the whole.
0: It, it's so fun. It's six episodes. The whole first season is six episodes. It's so good hot oh, dog
5: i have some abq animal news if you guys want to hear it
0: sure uh
5: the penguin exhibit yes. right just open yeah and uh the penguins jameson and minnow just had two babies sorry i don't know where the camera is they yeah. had two eggs Oh. Two eggs mm-hmm. november 6th and november 13th i don't know how their gestation works but they had two eggs. They're macaroni <laughs> penguins, yeah, which is super adorable. They got the eyebrows. They got mm-hmm. the like. <laughs> and um, they took the eggs away because biologists, you know, we need to make sure that these eggs stay proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they replaced them.
6: Animals are days. notoriously bad at raising children. <laughs>
5: <True>. <laughs> raise, I mean, who would raise eggs in Antarctica? That's terrible. Why wouldn't well. you move them to Florida? I don't understand. Anyway, uh, two I've had animals. We and just routinely—if there was not a human
6: around—guess what? Half those things die. That's why I have so many of them.
5: <laughs> uh, so anyway, no penguins in the history of penguins have, uh, you know, in the in the midst of a year and a half, almost two years, mm-hmm. laid eggs in an exhibit. Oh wow! So Albuquerque's doing something right. We're breeding penguins.
0: Well, I'll say we're doing right there, but I'll say we're doing wrong yeah. somewhere else, because we well, got—we uh, have, have—we have a couple of uh, otters at the aquarium oh. and I got very excited that we have a couple of otters because I really, I really enjoy otters so I went and saw the otters and I waved at the otters through the glass and I was super excited I watched them swim around and I was like man this is going to be amazing and then I left and one day I was driving down the road and they were talking about the otters on the radio and they're both boys and I was like well how in the shit are the otters going to have babies then how am I going to go see baby otters
3: we need baby otters.
0: Fucking A. That's all I want is baby otters. I need a baby otter. How the shit I was otters. I was livid in the car. I was like, they're both boys. What? Also,
3: also, Christopher, in other places, in otter exhibits, they have a hole cut out in the plexiglass that you can stick your finger mm-hmm. in. And the the otters will hold your hand.
5: We an otter glory hole. <laughs> that, that sounds like a no no. No, there's
0: okay, Holly Ann, There's actually to. a place where you can book, and it's booked up for years, and you can go swim with the otters.
5: I want to swim
3: with the otters. That's
0: all I want to do in life. But
3: even more, even better than that, there's a hole in the plexiglass that if the otters like you and they want to hold your hand, you can stick your little finger through there, and they will hold it.
0: Yeah, How is that, that better
3: it than swimming it? I don't care. If they chomp on my finger, they chomp on my I'm finger. i do not I don't. I
0: don't
3: <laughs>
0: anyway.
7: So I have a question for okay. uh, Chris and Smiley. What are your thoughts on this uh,
6: brown ale?
0: I like it. I like Why? it a lot. I'm, I'm a huge fan.
6: <laughs> this is my favorite one I've had so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's Same. a really good brown ale. I'm like pretty tricky. Uh, and
0: I'm not a brown ale person.
6: Yeah, me either. And
7: I I really enjoyed it. We had a
0: brewery make a brown ale with our name on it, and this is better than that brown yeah, ale by we far.
7: Did.
0: <laughs> mm. Way better no than that brown ale.
3: We talked about
0: it, but yes, we did. Yeah. There was I a mean, tend- like, That's yeah. one of the
2: cool things about Bells is that we really really try to make a beer for everybody. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, our 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 biggest ones are our IPAs cuz that's what you know the country is all about right now, but you know we have our Kalamazoo Stout, crazy. we have our Porter, we have uh, Lager yeah. of the Lakes, which is a Bohemian Pilsner. You know our, uh, you know we got uh, the Amber Ale, which is one of the first beers the Bell's ever brewed. So we try to make beers for everybody. You yeah. know not everybody's an IPA fan, and so no. you know you could always find a Bell's beer that'll suit your. Your desires and what you like to drink for yeah. sure.
6: Very I'm safe. loving this brown.
0: I'm, I am as well. I, I've had it,
6: and I don't usually. I don't usually go for a brown ale. Yeah. Uh, I usually like like if I'm going to go for something heavy, I go for a porter. But this is really,
0: really nice. It is really nice. You
5: well know, the the only brown ales that I ever buy are if I if I go to the store looking for a brown ale, it's Lord Brown or uh, Moosestroll. And honestly, okay. you guys are better. If I can't find you, then I have to moose
2: jewels everywhere. So well, we'll this play is play this play. is a seasonal, yeah. so it does only come out. And and I'll be honest, next year it's going to be a limited release, but uh, it will oh, come yeah. out at least once a year. Yeah. So
0: so why? Yeah, go ahead. Why is
2: that? Uh, just changing our seasonal program mm-hmm. a little bit. I can't. Can't okay. go into it too much, but uh he said you know, so. people always ask us, you know, why we don't have Oberon year round. Well, you know, Monica will attest to this that, you know, if you use a seasonal and you try to go year round with it, it doesn't always translate, you know. It turns into hot dog it. water. Yeah. Yeah. We well and it's yeah, it's it's when it's readily available all the time, it's not always, you know, the wanted beer because it's, it's available all the time. Yeah. So uh like Oberon, you know people want that beer year round, but yeah. that's a celebration of summer that's a celebration that that we've hold true for for many, many years, and it'll never go. I mean I can't say never, but yeah, you know as of right now, there's absolutely no interest in in taking that year I, round and
0: you know so you can confirm or deny this, but I heard the Oberon is a favorite of the bell's owner. Well, absolutely. <laughs> like, I've heard it's, it's such a uh, favorite. It's a So the owner loves baseball. And absolutely. the owner, there's only one place in the, there's only two places in the world where Oberon, or three places, I guess, where you can get it year-round. That'd be, you know, Michigan, Arizona, two, there's only two, Arizona and Florida. Is that right? Yep.
2: Arizona okay. and Florida, Because he,
0: Because the, the owners, because they like to go to spring training. Okay, just Sam. Oh. I heard that. I heard that rumor. So
5: all right, all right. So
0: yeah,
2: likes to have, likes to be able to have his Oberon while he's uh, sitting and watching a spring training game. Is Absolutely. is he a Detroit
0: Tigers fan? What's what's the uh...
5: Yankees fan? What's that?
0: Shit! Is he a Tigers fan? Is that what's going on there? He's a devout Cubs fan. Oh. Oh. oh well. Now, Bells is the official beer of Ten Drink Minimum. Uh, oh, hey, that works. I'm a devout Cubs fan. I'm a devout Red Sox fan. Tell, tell the owner, tell the owner that the news we got this week was very upsetting, and I'm very sad for him, and I'm sad for myself. We had bad news this week as Cubs fans.
2: Theo
0: Epstein. Theo Epstein. The architect behind the Boston Red Sox winning the World Series and the Cubs winning the World Series stepped down as the general manager very sad. So He did. Mm. That's, a anyway. rough one. Yeah, anyway, that's a that's a sad note to end on. But uh Well no let's is
1: a
5: White Sox fan. Never so... heard of him.
0: Never heard of him. Yeah.
5: Well I mean, do you guys want to keep it sad? I can I have another announcement for soccer things that are sad. Yeah. If you want, Ray Clements died last Sunday. That's very sad. That, <laughs> that was the worst. I don't I want to go that Clements, sad. Ray Clements Ray Clements lost, or won uh, 15 awards for Liverpool and then three other for Tottenham and capped over 240 caps for England as a goalkeeper. Well, that's terrible. Well, that sucks.
2: Ah, uh, damn! Twenty twenty.
0: <laughs> damn twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. We see. gotta
2: probably go ahead and head off. I'm know no, really no sure yeah. We're getting close to ending here. That's right. So, yeah. So yeah. Silas, you know, hey, <laughs> before I leave though, you know, yeah. make sure you donate. If you yeah. have the means, please donate. This is a worthy cause. Um, you know, pick up a six-pack of bells while you're at it. If you haven't tried it, you know, you you're gonna be pleasantly surprised and. You know, I want I to was. thank, awesome, thank you, I mean, it's it's balanced, drinkable beer, okay. and, you know, I want to thank Chris for having us on, oh, I want absolutely. to thank you, Smiley, for, for being, for of having course. us on, and, and thanks, Holly Ann, we appreciate yeah. it, and I'm
0: I'm looking at the site, and I would probably say that you you at least got a couple hundred bucks, I mean, easily from people. And I mean, let's keep that going. Let's keep rolling. There's the QR code. If you go to tendrinkminimum.com, we have the poster. They can add, you know. And uh, if you're in the Las Cruces area at Albertson's, and uh, I don't know if they have Kelly's down there, but uh, do they have Kelly's down there? Uh, They have one Kelly's. Okay, go to Kelly's and donate, you know. Um, if Absolutely. you're in Santa Fe, you know donate um, as well. Out there,
2: you would see Total Wine, yeah. the Albertsons. They have a Total uh, Wine markets. in Santa
0: Fe. I didn't know that. Yeah, they have one Total Wine in Santa Fe. Okay, so you know, I want to thank uh, you guys for doing this for New Mexico. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, to see a a, a, a brewery that's out of you know that's so far away that they don't even yeah. know what New Mexico's like, and they're like, yeah, let's donate some money. That's amazing, thank and it's, it's so just part good. part of the culture. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Silas. Thank you, Monica, for being on the show. Um, Holly Ann, do you want to promote anything?
3: Uh, the only thing I want to promote is if you uh, want to donate to this cause, please do. But also, uh, anything you buy from Holly's Tiny Things until December 31st will also donate to this cause. So. Yeah. Uh, depending on what you buy, but most everything is—I mean, everything is a dollar fifty at least. But the bigger items might mm-hmm. get you two, two fifty, three dollars yeah. per item. Uh, so please, you know, purchase things, but Absolutely. also please just
6: donate.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, Smiley, what do you got?
6: uh, uh just my usual stuff. You can see me. Um on uh streaming on hulu Mm
1: -hmm.
6: midnight texas or the brave or uh, if you want to uh, see me in the background on netflix you can look for me on daybreak
0: nice uh fun nice so i'm a new co-host of a podcast called what's up abq go back and listen to every episode i'm not on every episode i'm on the last one and i'm on every one from now on we've started recording new episodes and it's basically telling people who live in the albuquerque area and we're actually going to expand in. To different parts of New Mexico because our big thing is, is if you live in Albuquerque, you might want to know where you can kind of travel to and uh, see what's going on. So we're we're called What's Up ABQ. We have an Instagram account that I now run. Yeah, Just kidding. But uh, check it out, and I do this show like I've done for the last 14 years. And uh, check you know check us out most Sundays. We're not going to be here. We're not going to do a show tomorrow. But we'll be back next Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. on tendrinkminimum.com, on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page. Um, Come in and uh, hang out and uh, have a beer with us. And uh, with that, we are...
3: Tendrink
0: Minimum.